Diablo 4 is just around the corner and I continue to feel like something is off with this title. Just this week, within the last week, there was a Diablo 4 Q&A stream that apparently had fake questions in it. They've officially replied. Future Game Show has tweeted about that incident and what in the world happened, but there's also been a pattern, I think, of inconsistent messaging from Activision Blizzard with some of their biggest titles. We're hearing about crisis maps, plan for content being cancelled, staff unsure if they will even be at the company after the game has launched. This is touching all of their property, not just Diablo 4. I want to walk through the messaging problems about Diablo 4, issues at Blizzard, and a morale shift from consumers that is slowly proving me right about one particular thing. It certainly didn't help that they let content creators get into the game a week early, and they were going to let them take part in a race to level 100. We're covering all of this right here at the beginning of the video. I put all the good information so you don't have to go looking for it. Then I discuss it with the live stream. This is a live stream, so you may be watching the past broadcast. Longer form content if you like it. Great. If not, enjoy the monologue. My concern about Diablo 4 felt like it couldn't get any higher, and then the devs and the marketing team for Diablo 4 decided to step in it just a few more times before launch. I've continued to maintain a position that this game will struggle to keep players outside of very hardcore or committed career Diablo players and fans of ARPG games. Everybody else will likely fall away from this game rather quickly. All of my discussions, my live coverage, and my uploads have been clearly focusing on a dividing line in the game. And that line is basically big Diablo fans and then everybody else. Even hardcore fans should be concerned about some of the things I'm going to talk about in this video. This isn't just about content structure or end game or seasonal character debate, even though I think those are worthy debates and discussions. I want to focus on three big categories. First, the inconsistent messaging. This spans out far bigger than just Diablo 4, and I believe it is cause for concern and even skepticism. Second, there have been problems at Blizzard for quite some time and they don't seem to be slowing down. This is larger than Diablo 4 team, but we have worrying commentary from team members as well. Third, I want to look at the morale shift. More and more comments and tweets are showing up about the seasonal character feedback. I really think people are glossing over this. A significant number of fans are slowly realizing this just might not be the game for them. But also the race to 100 and the early access that they gave content creators I think is slowly shifting some of that confidence and some of that morale around the game. I'm going to end the video by establishing why I hope I'm wrong about all of the things I'm talking about but before we get to that let's just start with the inconsistent messaging. Now I'm sure people are going to push back on a lot of what I'm going to outline here. They're going to say, well, these are different teams. These are different games. And while that's true, I myself have argued that against certain concerns with pay to win. People point to Diablo Immortal and I say, listen, these are different teams. It's not that big of a concern. They've been very strongly against putting pay to win in this game. But I can't help but see a worrying pattern of saying one thing and then doing another. First, Diablo Immortal telling people that they won't sell gear. While this was technically true, they sold crests that increased gear drops in the dungeons, which was essentially paying for gear. 
keep in mind this was after they told everybody that they had no plans to release Diablo Mortal on PC and I'm not going to hold it against them they responded to the demand for the game and they launched a PC version of Immortal but it's one piece of saying one thing and doing another the second and the more recent controversy concerns Overwatch 2 announced in 2019 and after 4 years the PvE portion will be significantly reduced when it finally arrives The promised PvE content was one of the big distinguishing factors in the new game, and after waiting for four years, fans had to hear that it just isn't going to happen. Many players felt that the hero mode was sort of the entire reason for Overwatch 2, and they're incredibly disappointed. The third and somewhat less controversial thing pertains to Call of Duty. An internal email revealed that they were moving away from an annual release of Call of Duty. It's been clear in my mind they've been going to an always-on Call of Duty and moving away from annual releases. Now, obviously, this was never formally announced or declared by the company, but Activision officially stated that they are looking forward to building on its current momentum in 2023 with plans for next year, including the most robust Call of Duty live operations to date, the next full premium release in the blockbuster annual release, and even more engaging free-to-play experience across platforms. So while this doesn't necessarily qualify for inconsistent messaging publicly, it certainly qualifies as internally inconsistent. And last, and certainly not least, the recent Diablo Q&A. They had a Diablo 4 Q&A stream, and it's being accused of fake accounts submitting questions. According to TheGamer.com, digital artist Phil Tacular was first to note that the questions being asked seemed a little off because Blizzard included the handles of every account asking questions. Phil Tacular then went sleuthing to see just who asked all these boring questions. It turns out some of them didn't even exist. Just a few examples here so you kind of know what exactly happened. Uh, from More from the article from The Gamer. For example, says dc 2 which was a Twitter account, asked a question about Diablo 4's couch co-op before the account even existed on Twitter. So they asked a question, but the account didn't exist yet. And then there was Rob from the Block, an account that does exist, but one that didn't post their question until after the Q&A session had concluded very strange as well head to that twitter account and you'll see that even the bio says that it's a fake account created for the future game show future game show is the one who put on the interview i've heard of softball questions before i have i get it you're trying to market a game you're not trying to have some like diane sawyer interview moment with really hard questions but i've never seen something that was directly misleading the public in such a blatant way and it doesn't stop there more from the gamer the story continues with emma rocks an account that only has one tweet from 13 years ago and reddit user heistmeister an account that had never posted or commented until the day of the q a session Another Reddit user by the name of Immolent1997 also didn't become active until the same day as the video and used its first comments to combat accusations of being a fake account. So they immediately come to their defense. Like they're, you know, <laughs> they don't do anything, right? They're not active, and then all of a sudden they're defending themselves. But then it starts to loop back on who planned the event and theories about where the questions came from. Finally, the first question asked on the stream came from Greith, a.k.a. 
Josh Lloyd, lead video producer for Future Game Show, and the same guy who created the Q&A stream in the first place. So, <laughs> you've got people that plan the event basically submitting questions. Okay, that, I, that's fine, I guess, if you're really interested in Diablo. And Jason Schreier then theorized, uh, he basically theorized and said, listen, this is the tweet here, okay? So this is the tweet, the original tweet from Future Game Show. And so Jason Schreier points to this tweet and says, they didn't seem to get any questions. I went to this original tweet. It was posted, you can see there, on May 13th. All of the replies came after the Q&A, and they were just people accusing them of submitting fake questions. So apparently they didn't get any questions. And then Future Game Show tweeted just this morning and said, last week we published a video, Diablo 4 devs answer your questions. There were a mix of community and future game show editorial team questions. We did not make this distinction clear and have updated the video's headline and thumb. Sorry, we will do better. I have no idea if this is pure damage control, if, 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 you know, why are they stepping in front of this situation? Obviously, Blizzard could have went out there and got questions. They could have sent a couple of tweets, the community managers. They could have retweeted this thing. The whole thing feels very bizarre. This, to me, is the capstone to all of the inconsistent messaging coming from studios under Blizzard Activision. It just reeks of problems, internal challenges. I've continued to say that Diablo 4 has a dissonance within it. In past shows, I tried to highlight that I feel it has an identity crisis. I talked about that in one show. I talked about a lack of clear vision for the game they wanted to make my most recent stream i said listen the game feels like it's made for no one aside from career diablo players and huge arpg fans who are quick to defend it as if the seasonal format is the paragon archetypal way to do arpg games online like there's no room for revision or changes this is it this is perfect Y'all sound so ridiculous. I anticipate content creator astroturfing is on the way. I'm not accusing anybody of being dishonest, but the reviews are going to get here, and I feel they're going to be mostly positive. Now, I'll talk about why later. I may even do a review roundup. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. Maybe some content creators will go negative. Now, let's consider the problems at Blizzard, okay? I think we have some info that causes all of this mixed and inconsistent messaging to make sense, right? It's like, what's going on? Bizarre marketing tactics. The streams haven't been that great. They haven't been that clear on certain systems. And then they do something with Future Game Show where there's a bunch of fake questions. And you have to wonder, if Future Game Show was submitting questions, why would they submit questions that seem so crafted to what Diablo would want to talk about? That, 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 that feels like maybe Future Game Show is just sort of taking this on the chin. Hey, listen, y'all take this one on the chin. We'll give you some love during Summer Game Fest. I love covering Future Game Show. I think they always do a very good job during the summer events and their showcase is always an enjoyable one we're one of the official co-streamers of that event so i'm not quite sure why they would have all those questions written up in the way that they did sounds like something that was maybe done in tandem with blizzard now the problems at blizzard many of these teams are separate they're not directly working together but it's going to paint a bigger picture okay it's going to paint a very big picture that diablo's in the mix here so just listen to this according to ign a producer at Blizzard it took to Twitter to express frustration at a series of departures from the World of Warcraft studio, saying the team is making crisis maps of what they can and cannot ship 
due to so many employees leaving. I want you to remember that because I think the same thing is going to happen to Diablo 4, okay? I think they're going to go through the exact same thing and I'll explain why in a moment. So just remember that. We've got crisis maps. We have no idea if we're going to be able to ship everything, okay? This wasn't just layoffs. This wasn't just shrink, right? Because the Microsoft acquisition is likely playing a part here. More from IGN. In a thread earlier this week, Adam Glaxagrov lamented that they had lost another person this week saying that Blizzard is losing amazing talent, quote, because someone in power doesn't listen to the game directors who make his products and the frustrations with blizzard activision actually extend beyond management for projects but you're going to see a similar theme when i get to diablo 4 and what's been going on with it upper management at blizzard sounds atrocious okay i don't know what microsoft plans to do if the acquisition goes through but it sounds like they need to absolutely clear house maybe not microsoft's all about you know running things in a very corporate rigid way with their own contract policies and their own lack of creativity all the creative people are leaving so sounds like maybe activision blizzard and microsoft are a match made in heaven more from ign glaxograv isn't alone in their frustrations senior game designer on world of warcraft allison Steele chimed in too, attributing at least some of the recent attrition to Blizzard's forced return to office policy, which Glaxograv notes elsewhere was still set for July as recently as April 6. The mandate was announced back in February with Activision worker requirements starting this month. That was in April. April of 2023 is when it was written. Now, if this policy is causing problems with the team of World of Warcraft, it's likely causing problems elsewhere. You return to work is not popular. Return to office, I'm sorry, is not popular. People are enjoying working from home. They were cranking out projects from home. They don't want to come back to the office. Some of this is related to how far they have to commute, cost of living, right? In order to afford staying where they're staying, they can't live close to the office. So many of these people were not looking forward to having to add that expense as well as that significant time sink throughout the week. You have to consider both the commute to and from work is a massive amount of time loss just for daily life. You're not even working you're driving. Now from Games Radar, more on this Overwatch 2 staff commented. So we got World of Warcraft now what's Overwatch 2 think? Dylan Snyder, senior game designer on the Overwatch 2 team, bluntly wrote I have been in the industry for nearly 10 years and have never ever been as embarrassed by leadership figures as I am at this moment. There's been all kind of unpleasant things going on. Bobby Kotick decided to say that the delay of Diablo 4 was one of the reasons the stock prices fell. Has nothing to do with the fact that this gremlin has been, you know, hiding and defending and, you know, squashing, <laughs> you know, harassment problems. Maybe that's why your stock dropped, Kotick, and in your depressed state, you want to run to Microsoft to get bought out. Uh, that'd be maybe one of the only good things to come from the buyout. Maybe they could buy this guy out of his position. But that did not make staff members very happy. Diablo 4 is not immune to mismanagement. So we got WoW, we got Overwatch 2, and now we have Diablo 4. According to the Washington Post, Activision Blizzard employees, this is back in December by the way, this is five months ago, this is the runway to the game that's about to come out. 
Activision Blizzard employees developing the upcoming dark fantasy action role-playing game Diablo 4 say it will be hard to meet a June 6th release date without working significant overtime in a process they say has been plagued by mismanagement. Boy, oh boy, I can't wait to play this game. Much like what we heard from the World of Warcraft team and the Overwatch team, complaints at the Diablo 4 team concerns management. More from the Washington Post. 15, 15, not a handful, 15 current and former Blizzard employees spoke to the Washington Post on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to speak publicly about company operations. They described a mounting sense of dissatisfaction and malaise among employees as they endured leadership changes at Activision Blizzard and on the Diablo 4 team. This is likely a contributing factor to what I have noticed with the messaging. This game doesn't seem to have a central identity or vision and the messaging really communicates that. They are trying to ship something out the door that current Diablo fans will enjoy. And like other rough or bad launches, the lead up to this game is mired in talent loss. More from the Washington Post. The Diablo team has been losing talent for over a year as employees look for more competitive wages and better work conditions elsewhere, according to employees. It's always hilarious to me that the biggest companies have this problem. Like, what in the world are you doing? You you can't have good working conditions and wages? You're, like, one of the largest companies out there. Like, get your house in order, all right? One group of about 20 developers working on one portion of the game saw about half of its members leave within a year according to two former employees blizzard did not comment on the attrition of the diablo 4 team gee i wonder why they won't comment on the attrition of the diablo 4 team they're the cause of it they want it to happen by the way we're going to get to that in just a second not only was crunch part of the process they didn't even think they could hit their internal date according to a former employee we were never going to hit our date without crunch and even with crunch i don't even know if we would have hit our date this this i'm sure this game's ready for for public consumption this reeks of management incompetence and corporate disconnect which again is very believable i i think i think this is a believable undercurrent given all of the inconsistent messaging given the fact that the game feels like it has two different identities the identity confusion surrounding diablo 4 its target audience who is this game made for why did you make some of the decisions that you made it's because of everything we just said They're just shipping a minimum viable product. I said this the other day. In their most recent beta, the Necromancer had been tweaked and completely busted. They had to make a bunch of changes in the middle of the weekend to fix him. How are you having those problems this close to launch? How do you not have basic class design figured out? You're Blizzard. This is your game. This is your baby. This is like the grandfather of ARPGs. And basic class design's a struggle for you. Do you want to know why? Because this game's been stripped of a lot of talent and likely a lot of its teams. This thing's, I think, barely crossing the finish line. From Kotaku, this is about people being scared about their future, a hiring freeze. And I'm telling you what, the post-launch content for Diablo 4 is shaky from Kotaku I think my future at Blizzard my days are numbered one current member of the Diablo 4 team who wished to remain anonymous because they don't have permission to discuss company business told Kotaku they said some others on their team have already given notice and none of their managers agree with the return to office policy 
they have solidarity. The, de- the devs, the engineers, the managers are like, this is ridiculous. Quote, to lose people leading up to a launch like this is really bad. The general consensus seems to be that Diablo 4 will launch in good, fair to good condition, right? It's going to come to the market. But beyond that, it's worrisome. More from the same article. They said the turnover could potentially impact the action RPG's post-release content plans if it continues. That's because a hiring freeze has made it hard to backfill positions, they say, and it left teams to cut certain tasks they don't have time for. That's likely why some of the decisions just seem so backwards. It's likely why they can't figure out class balance. Who knows where all those people went if they're even still there who understand how to, I don't know, build a basic RPG class that doesn't feel like garbage for the first 25 levels. Quote, Blizzard is tightening its belt right now and they want people to leave, the employee said, speculating that the attrition was one way to cut headcount without having official layoffs. None of this is surprising given the pattern of behavior from Blizzard that we've outlined up to this point. Crutch, you've got crunch, cut bonuses, thanks Mikey Barra, people being pushed out, a hiring freeze, like, some of this could be related to the Xbox Activision deal, but it's likely just business as usual for Blizzard, given all of the other games and staff commentary. It's a toxic company. Who would want to work there, given everything we've heard about three different games and multiple different teams spanning years of mismanagement and crunch? We are not harassing anybody anymore, or overlooking harassment, but now you're just working people down to the bone to ship something out to the market that nobody really really asked for. My primary concern is they checked all the right boxes for content creators. The review drops are going to land in just a few hours from the time I, I did this monologue and recorded it. I anticipated that the game reviews will be pretty positive. Some of them will be very strong. Much like we saw with Jedi Survivor. Universal praise overlooking glaring problems. And that's part of the issue. Most of Diablo 4's problems won't really emerge until Season 1 starts, so it's going to be hard to blame review outlets and YouTubers who enjoyed their time with the vanilla game and the story. Like, they're not going to have enough time to really test the problems that many of us have speculated are coming. And this leads to what I want to say at the end here. I hope I'm wrong. I love Diablo. I plan to sink a bunch of hours into this game. At the very least, I'm going to enjoy a co-op playthrough of the campaign with my wife on the couch. I'm sure we'll enjoy it. I've played D1, D2, D3. I played a lot of Diablo 3 with my wife. I even dipped my toes into Diablo Immortal. And the content loop in Immortal was actually pretty good, but I couldn't support the game because of its monetization practices, so we ceased covering it. If anything, I believe that Diablo 4 is about to prove that even the best franchises are going to struggle to make a good live service game. Unfortunately, given everything we just read through, we're once again facing what looks like a rough or bad game because of upper management and corporate disconnect. But as I said, I hope that I'm wrong. Let me give you... My thoughts and my conclusion. Diablo 4 has all the makings of a disaster that will happen in slow motion. As far as I can tell, they crunched like crazy, and they're going to get a solid product out the door. But the future isn't just murky, it's bleak. Decisions from higher-ups at Blizzard are completely disconnected from the employee base, which likely trickles down. And I believe many Diablo 4 decisions are disconnected from the players that aren't even Diablo fans because they don't really know the game that they're trying to build. 
Number two, I've done everything I can to both warn players, but also hold out hope. I've seen and covered too many live service games to ignore all the warning signs. Odd decisions, leaks about crunch, management making terrible choices, game design that seems to counter everything that works for ongoing engagement. Given the size of Diablo, as a franchise, as well as its history commercially, this will likely be one of the most commercially successful games this year. And that's the rub. My conclusion. The more I look at it, Diablo feels like a product rather than a thoughtful live service game. This will likely drive more to say live service games are the devil, no pun intended, but the biggest problem with Diablo 4 is that it can't really fail. It's a commercial success. It's practically guaranteed to be a commercial success, and perhaps that's Blizzard's goal. Get the product out the door, recoup costs, make some profit. And if the ongoing support falters and the community dwindles, they're just going to let that happen. Watching employees quit while also maintaining a hiring freeze doesn't sound like ongoing support or ongoing success is a priority from Blizzard. And perhaps that's why most of the concern and worry that many people have, myself included, all of those concerns and worries are on things that sort of exist beyond the core game. Endgame, the Paragon board, seasonal format, none of this has anything to do with present Diablo. These are all concerns for future Diablo. Now the Diablo 4 that will launch at full price will likely be a game that many people think's great until they pull back the veil on everything that happens starting Season 1. At the end of the day, I really do hope that I'm wrong. Because if I'm not, Diablo 4 will be a lot like the Blizzard employees. Sad and headed towards quitting. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here, man. Make sure you are smashing the like button. The more I look at this game, the more concerned I become. It just looks bad. I mean, the game doesn't look bad. The, 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 the production and the development and the future, all of it looks bad. Make sure you guys get us to 200 likes. Start the member goal for the day. Every 25, I give 5. You guys are sitting at around 3,200 members. If you hit 3,500 before the end of the week, we'll do something crazy. People are asking for karaoke. I'm not going to give you karaoke. Maybe another Just Dance stream. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe another uh, Beat Saber stream, right? If you want one. Minimum viable product being shipped sounds like a perfect fit for Microsoft. It can't fail. I'm playing it, says James Tiberius Kirk. I'm telling you, more and more people, more and more people are are, are saying that, man, that seasonal format just sounds terrible. You know, it just sounds terrible. And we have alerts turned on today for the coffee. If you click on it through the, the, the YouTube channel, it should pop up with an alert. We, we're, we're testing that out. I, uh, if you just go to the reforgeroast.com website, you, you're, you're not going to trigger the alert. You're going to have to do it. I'm fairly certain you're going to have to do it through the YouTube channel. It should be listed below. No kickstream? No, I'm tired of all the work I put into doing a kickstream over there and streaming for two people. Hilly says, J- just watch here. This is where my content is. Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but like, this is where my content is. It seemed like co-streaming over there was a good idea. And I, it, just it's people that can watch here are just watching over there. We're not growing an audience over there. I don't think... 
I don't know if Kick has a future for what we do. Um, Hilly Heat says, Disagree, Diablo 4 will be a superlative triumph in video game history. The game's superiority in genre will be known next week and forever. <laughs> DK Bager says, Let's start the stream right. Here's a gifted member. Thank you so much for doing that, Hilly. Its dominance in the live service era will be immortalized in song, memes, and folklore. Casuals will die. Career Diablo players will rejoice. For once, Blizzard thought about them, uh, <laughs> and only them. Buckle up and be prepared for Lilith, queen of the... S- <laughs> for behind every battle pass, tier skip, or renowned farm is the eternal realm to sink your time and soul into. Something feels off, you ask? The battle for Sanctuary is here, and the whole world is getting sucked into the eternal conflict. Who wrote this, Hilly? It sounds insane. Uh, yes, it does. That's my concern, says James Tiberius Kirks. Uh, Blizz, Blizz will get a huge cash grab selling copies. When people are tired of it, they'll go OW2 for the new hero release. Endgames never grab me anyway. I'll probably play through the campaign once or twice, and that's it. Do you really think Diablo 4 will be pay to win? No. No, I don't. I don't have any concern about Diablo 4 being pay to win. Oh, you wrote that? It was too long, Hilly. It, like, the joke the joke got bad. Not bad. The joke got tired. Like, I couldn't read the whole thing. I got a show to do. I'm not trying to read your miniature book. <laughs> You should have had it be one solid paragraph and I'd have read the whole thing. I, I got to, I got to paragraph two and a half and I thought I, I can't continue. Yo, good morning, Raptor. How are you? Some people hated AC Valhalla and I loved it. I can't judge games by other people's opinions. I'm looking forward to playing D4 on Friday. Never underestimate the stupidity of suits whose only motivation is profit, but even Blizzard has to see they can't afford to have Diablo fail. Hopefully they support it well into the future. What do you mean they can't afford to have it fail? If they sell and it's a commercial success, I I, I don't know. I don't think they I don't think they're worried about the live service success of Diablo 4. It doesn't feel like it's built. Diablo 4 does not feel like it's built for live service success. It feels like it's built for career Diablo players. Right? Phantom Phoenix with nine months and it's a VIP. It'll be interesting to see what is said once the embargo lifts later today. A $5 super chat tip from James Tiberius Kirk. Got the Diablo 4 underpants, comforter, water bottle, keychain, and, uh, and thumb drive. I'm excited, for, uh, but seasons are concerning as we've discussed. Pre-ordering today after the reviews drop. Just wait to see how seasons will be. Don't get upset, bro. It's not good for your health. I'm not sure why you're saying that. I, the, the concern for seasons doesn't have anything to do with me. Like I'm, I'm just going to play through the game. I'll play through it with my wife. We'll probably enjoy the story. We'll enjoy leveling. The seasonal format concerns that I have are pretty simple. They basically are going to shove everybody out the door who's not already a committed Diablo fan. Right? Like, if you're already committed and you get it, and to you it makes sense to make a new character every couple of months, that, that that's totally... You, you, don't, you don't have any problem with that. That's going to be a, a, another month in the year for you. I'm telling you, I don't think this game is built for ongoing support. I really don't think it is. Listen to what the Diablo 4 st- staff member said. If they're telling the truth, and there's a hiring freeze, and people are leaving... And they're basically anticipating not only people leaving, but people basically leaving after the game ships because 
Blizzard doesn't want to do layoffs, they're basically making it to where people want to quit. That doesn't sound like a game where they're prioritizing ongoing success at all. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like that. It sounds like they're trying to get this thing out the door, and then after that, you know, good luck. We, we, we hope you can maintain, I guess what, battle passes and little quests here and there. I, I don't know. I don't know. I uh, this has all the this has all the markings of a game that will not last. I've been covering live service games for a really really long time. So I, I can't ignore all the all of the worrying signs. From from Division 1 to Division 2 to Destiny 2's launch to Anthem uh, and even Borderlands 3 tried to do something ongoing and it just didn't work they weren't necessarily trying to be a live service game but it's like the number of ongoing loot based live games that I've covered this has all the markings of problems serious problems I'm really curious what the reviews look like today I'm expecting them to be glowing because fans of Diablo are primarily in that mix and I wouldn't be surprised if all, if uh, at all, if the vanilla experience in Diablo is great. Diablo four level one to fifty campaign, all that, it's probably really enjoyable. It probably is, and it'll it'll probably get lots of praise. And truth be told, the average consumer is going to buy it. They're going to play that, and then they'll be good to go. They'll probably just walk away after that. I actually mostly agree with you, says Hilly. I still think it's clever for Blizzard to make it. Uh, it's still two games. I'm sure the main campaign will be good and well-reviewed. By the time Season 1 starts mid-July, end of July rolls around, uh, that'll be the real fight for this game. I think the Eternal Realm will be a success. I think Game 2 will be poorly received outside of the Diablo Diablo core fan base. The story sounds really good. I'm good with that. Reviewers will review Endgame 2. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll have enough time to to, to amply review it. I also don't don't think they can review the seasonal format. That's the ongoing content, right? I, if they review nightmare dungeons and hell tides and the PvP, okay, great, thank you. But that's not the ongoing engine. The ongoing engine of Diablo Four is the seasons. How else are you going to play this game for ten years? Blizzard doesn't know how to make games last. Paul says, really? 20 years? Diablo 3, 10 years? Oh, World of Warcraft, 20 years. Diablo 3, 10 years. Overwatch, 7 years. Blizzard doesn't know how to make games last. I gotta say, Lono knows the end game is gonna drag. 9 out of 10 base, and if go- and if those people played Endgame, 4 out of 10. AAA, IGN-type reviewers don't have time. Yeah, they don't have time to amp like aptly push through the end game. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, how are they going to do that? They got they gave him a week. You do you do remember that it's gonna take like what like 150 hours to get to level 100? So cut that in half for level 50. Okay. Let's even say it slows down a little bit on the back half. Let's just say it takes 60 to 70 hours to hit level 50. That's when they can start focusing on the end game. How many of these review outlets do you think can basically give this game over 60 hours? Do you see what I'm saying? You're going to get, this is going to be astroturfing is all it's going to be. Everybody's going to be saying the same thing. 
Doomsayers without ever seeing a season. You're like the guy in the street corner screaming end of the world. Uh, you shill out hate and doomsaying for clicks. Yes. That's I also I also sell coffee. Would you like to buy some? It sounds like you need some. Order some Reforge Roast. You can click on the coffee below. A little cool alert will pop up. Who wants to be the first one to chingering the alert? Let, let, this isn't Doomsday. Live service games, their ongoing engine, their ongoing funnel has to be broad. And the ongoing funnel for Diablo 4 is not that at all. They only got a week for reviews. How hot is that game? Yeah, I'm telling you, like, I, like one year of early... I'm sorry, one year. One week of early access, I, I don't think it's going to be enough to get an ample review of the end game. At one level, it's fine. Like, let people play the base game and tell us about it, right? Let people talk about the, you know, the, the, the story, the campaign, you know, the classes. That's totally fine. Listen... All I'm saying is, is that my general belief is that season one hits, I am getting more and more comments. I got two comments this morning. I got three comments yesterday. My video about you're going to need to make 41 characters. You would be surprised how many people are like, wait, wait a minute. I have to make a brand new character. Why? They don't get it. They don't understand. Yeah, I'm just going to plug the coffee anytime one of you trolls come in here, right? You want to click farm so somebody can react? I'll I'll help you out. I'll I'll give you nothing. All you'll get is coffee promotion. Lono's a Sith Lord in disguise. I absolutely love Diablo. I've been looking forward to this game. We, one of my smaller channels, we renamed to the Reforged Dungeon because we thought, oh yeah, that this this is going to be a great game for us. I like to cover live service games. I like to play live service games. I actually may have made lots of predictions about the rise of live service games in the future, and I have been looking forward to Diablo for a very long time because my favorite character has always been the druid from Diablo 2. From my understanding, they got review codes on the 19th. Uh, and there is no way they had time to properly review the end game content. They can only show 20 minutes of total gameplay. Yes, thank you, Detective Seeds. For added context, Skill Up says this is a growing trend. So I want to be fair here. This isn't something specific to Diablo. Skill Up said this is a growing trend. He says we can only use 20 minutes of footage. Thank you and welcome back, Hank cloppers for becoming a member jumping back in let's see this jump a little bit more dk beggar already poked it somebody smack it let's see something drop here like so 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 skill up says listen i i can only show 20 minutes of gameplay footage now that's a growing trend and he's not saying this specific to diablo but i I don't know diablo brought me to this channel but you're right thank you hank with his seven month membership renewal says excited about the diablo 4 launch hope they surprise us with the seasons love your content keep up the great work much love from south africa good to see you thank you so much for watching from south africa but the issue i'm i'm telling you everybody thinks i'm being doomsday i'm not being doomsday i'm not there are there there's like extremely simple extremely simple changes that would make the seasonal format way better one guy already played a thousand hours of it a reviewer well okay I am willing to listen to somebody who played that much hear what I'm saying I think people are misunderstanding me DK Baker's gonna poke the member goal again he's like man 
where's my support here somebody else jump on this with me get a little train going right there's over almost 800 people here get those members going man it's what we do here I think maybe people are misunderstanding what I'm saying. When I say we're going to get a bunch of astroturfing, what I mean is everybody's generally going to be saying the same thing. The majority of the review outlets are not going to have time to put a thousand hours in. They're not going to have time to put a hundred hours into this game. So we're going to get a general consensus of the early game, the leveling, the campaign. Okay? And listen, listen. That's good enough for most people. Because most people are gonna buy the game, and they're like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in." I don't know how he can play. How would he play for a thousand hours? Has it been a thousand hours since the nineteenth? Eleven days? That doesn't seem possible. It's been eleven days since they got the code. That's only two hundred and sixty-four hours. I'm so, I'm sorry, but the claim that some guy is already claiming he played a thousand hours is he a time traveler? Because there's only been roughly less than 300 hours since the review codes went out. So I call bullshit on that guy. Lion. Straight up lion. There's just no way. If you didn't sleep, even if you played past betas, that's not enough time. That's two weekends. So let's add six days on the 11. That's 17 days times 24 hours. That's 408 hours. He's freaking lying. There hasn't been enough beta time combined with this. There were closed betas. How long were the closed betas? A thousand hours? How long were the closed betas? The closed betas must have been crazy. Maybe it's a typo. He means a hundred across all betas. Okay, so you've got one person, one crazy committed person that between closed betas and early betas and the two beta weekends and the review copy, this guy has called put in a thousand hours. Do you want to know what I think? Nobody else has done that. Nobody else has done that. So good for that guy. They've made a lot of changes across the board. Whoever that is, whoever that is, great, fantastic. The, the, the average review outlet hasn't done that, and they won't do that. They have maximum if they don't sleep. I want you to think about something with me. <laughs> it's 150 hours to level 100. That's more than half the amount of hours since the 19th. The review, the review embargo drops today. Cliffo says that's 42 days. There hasn't been 42 days worth. Yeah, I, like I said, I feel like we're being lied to. Okay? And some of those betas were literally just levels 1 through 20. Thank you, Butters. Like The astroturfing's already started. <laughs> I'll put 1,000 hours in. Homie, the game hasn't been playable for 1,000 hours. Significant portions of the beta were early game. The two weekends were up to level 20. One of the betas wasn't endgame, so you could only get to level 25, and you could only play Act 1. Then there was a closed... There, then there was one endgame beta. So, as I said, I call bullshit on that guy. He hasn't played the game for a 1,000 hours. Straight up lying. There's no freaking way. And even if he has played a 1,000 hours, how meaningful is it to have a 1,000 hours where the bulk of your playtime has been in the first 20 levels? Literally walk that crap out of my chat. It's just... That's meaningless. That means nothing. And consider this. The review embargo drops today. The 19th was 11 days ago. 
So again, you take 11, multiply it by 24. That's 264 hours. Just cut that in half. Let's say they sleep, eat, and live a somewhat normal life, and they spent half the time playing Diablo. That's 130 hours. That's not even enough time to hit level 100. If if you cut the hours from the time the review codes went out to now, it's only 132 hours if you cut that in half. Like if they actually sleep for 7 or 8 hours a night, eat dinner, you know, talk with their friends, take a shower, they don't even have enough time They don't even have enough time to hit level 100. So the point that I'm making, consistent with my show open, you're likely going to get a bunch of astroturfing. They're all going to be saying the same thing. It's fun. It's punchy. It's crunchy. You know, they fix dungeon design. We're going to get, we're going to get reviews for the, for the first, for the first half of the game, which is quite literally been exactly what I've been talking about this morning. People had access to Endgame for months before public betas. No, they... I don't know if that's true. Is that true? I thought when they talked about the closed beta, my memory on this is foggy. Because we closed early... We we covered early beta, and then we covered closed beta when people were playing because there was different feedback, and I thought closed beta was like a 14-day thing that they did. It wasn't months. There, there. You're telling me right now there were YouTubers that got to play the end game of Diablo for months. Who? A thousand hours in, I played Diablo 4's for uh full game on YouTube. Check it. I'm good. How long did they let people play the closed beta? When they could play Endgame. It was two months, says O Zero. I got to play it. Okay. So you've got one person at the at the at the minimum. What's good, Goddess? Okay, you've got one person claiming that in the closed beta of the endgame, they put in over a thousand hours. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Great. That wasn't, they didn't do that in the most recent betas where they made updates, and they didn't do that with the review code. So the version of the game that we're going to hear about today in a few short hours, that that's not the game that they played, right? There's been lots of changes. There's been changes to builds. There's been changes to classes. So, you, so you've got one person. Wonderful. Okay, wonderful. The point that I was making is this. The general review outlets, the YouTubers, the people that got review codes on the 19th haven't played this game for a thousand hours. Haven't. So you're largely going to be getting reviews about the the front half of the game. Force said that he was in that, but he did not disclose how much he played. I'll be honest with you. Force Gaming is one of the only reasons I'm holding out hope for this game. Because he really thinks fondly of it. He has high praise for it, and he's played it quite a bit. He played 87 hours per day. It's doable. (laughs) They're including their time in Immortal. 
Wait, in that thousand hour video, they're including that time in Immortal? That doesn't seem like that. The title doesn't say that. I mean, I guess that doesn't matter. You can make a misleading title. I put in a thousand hours in two months. That's 49 days. If I slept eight hours and did nothing else, that's 62 days. That being said, how long do you think till we get real reviews? The review embargo drops today at noon. It drops today at noon. Could you guys do me a favor and smash the like button? There's over 800 people here. Let me give you a very, very quick recap, okay? We should easily have 400 likes on the video right now. It helps more people find the video. I have been continually cautious and trying to warn people that I don't think Diablo 4 is going to deliver the goods once Season 1 starts. I firmly believe that the campaign will be enjoyable. One playthrough will likely be well worth your money, especially considering it's going to take, you know, I don't even know how long. Level 50 alone is probably a 50 or 60 hour endeavor, okay? So I firmly believe that on that front, the game will likely be worth the money. But my concern has always been, as soon as season one hits, you're going to lose a monsoon of people. People that have no idea how ARPGs work. They have no idea how the Diablo seasonal format works. They're going to be coming from other games. They're not going to understand why, why they have, uh, why they have been made to, to remake a character. Eugene says he literally starts the video by saying I've been playing for two weeks clickbait so he's claiming he has a thousand hours but the video is about the last two weeks that he's been playing the last 11 days mind you that's not even two full weeks that's that's a week and a half do you see why I always like when people come in with claims like that it's like to me it always feels like something else is going on You've been playing for two... Buddy, there's not a thousand hours in two weeks' time. What what the frick are you talking about? Simple math. Get out an abacus or a calculator. You know, you have enough toes and fingers to count that. Come on. That, that, that's not, that's, there's not... There's not a thousand hours in that amount of time. Isn't this guy from IGN reviewing it? I trust him at least. He's a savage about games, so I have faith in his opinion. Yeah, but Mike, this is the point that I'm trying to drive. This is the point that I'm trying to make. Okay, just listen listen very carefully. I think people are people are maybe misunderstanding. Maybe I'm talking fast. I'm also reading chat. Sometimes I get distracted. So let me state this as clearly as I can. The review embargo for Diablo 4 drops today in about an hour and a half. It is my belief that you will primarily only get review of the early portions of Diablo. They've only had 11 days with the code. If they spent exactly 50% of the hours between the 19th and today doing nothing but playing Diablo 4, they won't even have a level 100 character. Okay? That's if they spent exactly 50% of every waking hour playing Diablo 4 they still wouldn't have a level 100 character now people are going to say you don't need a level 100 character to do the end game you're right you are correct so if you took half of that half maybe they got to level 50 that's a ton of time 
They'd have to put in close to 60 or 70 hours just to get to the point where they could start really messing with the end game. I don't feel we're going to have a lot of end game experience in these reviews. And again, my concern's not about hell tides. My concern's not about nightmare dungeons. I've defended the nightmare dungeons. I've defended the design philosophy around them. I'm here to tell you the real problems begin when season one starts. That's what I've been trying to drive home to people. The base core game is probably fine. It's probably fine. Angriest Chris. It's not just Chris. It's the angriest Chris. Thanks for coming back in as a VIP. Chatting in YouTube crashes my app. Okay, so this person you guys are referencing got to level 80. So someone that really played their butt off and really put in the time got to level 80. Okay, so the 1,000 hours is obviously maybe overstated and maybe not true. I don't know. Maybe they're including the 1,000 hours from the closed betas, you know, that, that according to some of you in chat lasted for months or whatever, right? Guys, listen. I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk out of the chair with 299 likes. What are we doing? 850 people here. Quit sitting on the sidelines. Get involved. What is? What are we doing here? I'm going to go take a walk while you guys figure out how to push a button. <laughs> Dev said the end game starts about 35 hours in. So you can get to level... F- okay, hang on a minute. Earl, where did they say that? So you're telling me... Because end game starts at level 50... They've said that. So 35 hours to level 50, which means you need an additional 115 hours to go from level 50 to level 100? Dujo is amazing. He soloed tier 2 with Shava on hardcore. I don't know who they are. I'm only speaking to claims in chat. When people come in and say, oh, so-and-so said they did 1,000 hours and I do some basic math, and I go cross-eyed, and I'm like, that's not possible. That's on the person making the claim, not the YouTuber they're speaking for. I hit level 20 in two hours last beta. I'm sure I can hit 50 in under 10. Endgame contents after the story, TBH? Okay, but Paul... One of my main points this morning in the opening monologue was inconsistent messaging. I don't have a firm... Are you guys really going to make poor DK Beggar do this all day long, all by his lonesome? A gifted member from DK Beggar puts us at three. Nobody wants a tag team with my man here. He gives one to Jason Young. Thanks for that, DK Beggar. You the best. That's not even new news, Butters. A former Bioware employee shared that Anthem was developed in just 15 months, saying that the team was aware it wasn't ready for release. Yeah, that's old news. Jason Schreier said that a long time ago. It was 18 months, according to his article. I don't know why they're. I don't know why they're running that like news. That's not news. Schreier broke that story years ago, and it was 18 months, not 15. So I guess what they're saying it's even less time than we originally thought. There are probably a few of them that came up with a thousand hours as a collective. Yo, Lone Wolf says, I got you, DK Beggar. 
It's like, I got you, brother. Eight, gi- eight gifted members on the day. Five gifted members from Lone Wolf taking care of people like Ewok Village. I love seeing names that are in here on the regular. Yo, Casual Grinder says, don't know about that 1,000 hours, but I did see the guy solo with Shava. I, listen to me. I don't give a hoot and a holler about any of these YouTubers. The point I was making is there's not enough time. You're primarily going to get reviews today about the earlier portion of the game, the front half of the game. I wasn't trying to throw shade at anybody. I don't care about any of, the, any of these other YouTubers. The point was they've not had enough time. They have other things they do. Yo, Game Pass gifts a member. Predator gifts a member. A nice little double whammy. There we go. Rolls us up to 10. Thank you guys so much. Brock and Fat Ninja. The Salty Gamer renews for 11 months, and it's a VIP. I agree with Reforge. Seasonal rerolls will kill this game. I read a tweet from someone at Blizzard that Diablo 4 has been in development for six years. Do we know if this is true? Doesn't surprise me. They restarted it at one point, Hilly. It was going to be a third-person action-adventure game. Yo, Dennis Isaacs with his own membership. He says, I don't need a gifted. I'll jump in on my own. If you want to become a member here, you get access to my daily debrief Friday night streams with my wife. It's a good time. It's five bucks, and you get all that extra content. If the big concern this this time is that it takes to level up, don't we assume they'll just adjust XP and fine-tune it? Diablo usually evolves as it goes. I don't necessarily think my concern, Crispy, is that it takes too long to level. I was highlighting the fact that, listen to me, that's an exorbitant amount of time to get one character all the way to max. It's not that they shouldn't do it or that it's going to take too long or that oh, oh, they might adjust it. It's Well, that seems like an awfully long time for a game who's supposed to run on a seasonal format. How can it kill the game if PoE's been doing it for years now and that's how they make money? Do you want to look at PoE's engaged player base numbers? Like, that argument holds no water. Another gifted member from James Tiberius Kirk. Thank you, sir. That argument holds no water for me. Oh, but this game does it. This is how they've always done it. Nobody is saying that you can't have character resets and that people like character resets. Nobody's saying that. It's that you are launching Diablo. For the first time in franchise history, simultaneously on PC and console, and not just next-gen consoles, all of the consoles, I really and truly think that tons, I mean tons, lots, high, high percentage of players are going to walk into Season 1 and be flabbergasted. They'll be like, wait, what? I, I have to make a new character? They really need, like, a Chad-like graphic to pop up and be like, This is how it's always been! Just accept it, bro! And see if that really is winsome enough to get them to make a new character. Yeah, I'll I'll stream Diablo 4, of course. Game's not even launching with its ladders, by the way, and its leaderboards. 
like everything I trotted out this morning. They've been losing talent. They've been crunching. This game's barely coming to market. I don't think people realize that. I really don't. I don't. I think that's why they just dialed in so much from Diablo 3. They just, I'm telling you, they borrowed so much design philosophy and choices from Diablo 3. They did that because they're, they're, I don't think they're running on a strong lead up. I think they're running on fumes. It doesn't take that long. No one cares about that though. Nobody cares. No one's going to say, you're not going to convince somebody who's been playing your game for over a month and maybe they just hit like, the, I don't know, level 60 something. And the season starts and there's new quests and there's a battle pass and you're like, oh, you want to enjoy all this? Yeah, you have to make a new character. They're not going to understand. You can tell them it's fast. You could argue till you're blue in the face. It's not going to make any sense to them. DK Beggar with another gifted member and it goes to Deeds. Let me check if the coffee thing is working. Has anybody ordered coffee this morning through... No, nobody has. Okay, if you order through YouTube, it should pop up. We, we, we've turned that alert on. The coffee should be listed below. Blizzard has held any secret about starting a new character for Seasons. Anyone who follows Diablo will and should already know that. Yeah, yeah. 75% of the people that play this game aren't watching dev videos, bro. Look at the viewership on dev videos. Go look at them. Go look how many views they get. And then ask yourself, how many people are going to be playing this game globally in the next couple of weeks? Do you ship coffee to the UK? We do, but you're going to give more money to the post office than to me. We've, we've encouraged people to just gift members. It's, if you're trying to support me, I appreciate it very, very much. The post office is going to absolutely just double your cost if not more you're gonna give more money to them than to me it's it's if you're willing to spend that kind of money yeah you're amazing but you're better off taking that kind of money and just gifting a bunch of members i should order some lono coffee is good for the soul listen if you've never tried coffee with balanced acidity that is something that we strive for with our roast it's a dark roast but it's not a it's not an extremely dark roast this isn't going to be like the you know the if you go to starbucks and you get their, you know, Komodo Dragon. It's not going to be like that. And it has balanced acidity, so it's smooth. There's no bitterness. It's great for first-time coffee drinkers and long-time coffee drinkers alike. I want to know what you say. Uh, so I know you don't want to say it, but I do, says Creature. Activision Blizzard lied about what they were doing with World of Warcraft. They lied about what they were doing with Overwatch 2. They lied about what they were doing with Diablo Immortal. They lied about what they were doing with Call of Duty. But we should just believe everything they say about Diablo 4. (laughs) It's fair. It's a fair question. (laughs) It's It's a fair question. You know? Creature's got a point. Man, they got an awful lot of, uh, things that they've said that didn't happen. Promises that didn't happen. Now, the Call of Duty one's different. There was an internal email that indicated they were moving away from the annual release of Call of Duty and moving towards an always-online version of Call of Duty, and we're getting a Call of Duty premium release this year. That was never formally announced, so we can't necessarily hold that against them. 
Smooth with no bitterness, basically the opposite of Lono. Well, that's just rude. I'm like the least bitter person. Lots of people played Diablo 3 seasons on console, including me and my sister. We're as casual as can be. Keep telling yourself that. Seriously, keep telling yourself that. I, I have gotten... I've received more comments in the last week about that particular thing, and it's always the same. I didn't know this. I, I don't know if I want to get this game now. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that they were going to require me to do that. I, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm getting this game now. Now, obviously, comments on my YouTube video are not indicative of the, of, of, of the, of the culture at large. I've seen tweets about it. I, I've seen tons of people say that that's a huge turnoff for them. You're making it sound like no one has ever heard of D3 and how seasons work. No, I'm not. You're saying that. I didn't say that. You're projecting that onto my coverage. I've not said anything to indicate that no one has ever heard of Diablo 3 and how seasons work. Called a straw man when you put words in my mouth. I didn't say that. I said there are going to be a lot of people that are like, Let's check out Diablo. That looks fun. And they're going to get in. They're going to start a character. They're going to be having a good time. And then all of a sudden, season one's going to start. If you don't want seasons, you'll have to play it like a one and done single player game. Okay. Let me try a different angle. Because the career Diablo players and the big Diablo fans have such a hard time considering anybody who doesn't think like them. (laughs) Let me try a different angle, okay? Was there a battle pass in Diablo 3? Was there? The answer to that question is no, there wasn't. And when you look at battle passes and how they function and who they appeal to... They appeal to people that play games like Destiny. They play games like Fortnite. They play games where you buy that battle pass and you grind it and you get you get stuff as you play. Okay, it's a very it is a very approachable, very casual grind. Battle passes are not targeted at hardcore players. They're not. Battle passes don't target hardcore players. I bet you get a lot of dislikes on this video. I willi- I'm willing to bet money. I'm willing to bet money that I don't care what you think. There is literally no way the average player is going to see a battle pass and be like, sweet, I can go get the stuff. I can go get that stuff for my character. I can't wait. And then they're told, you got to make a new character, man. You gotta make a new character. Look at this question in chat. Where did it go? Right here. Are you 100% certain you must make a seasonal character? If you, They've confirmed it. If you want to engage in the seasonal content in the battle pass, you gotta make a new character. Yes. Yo! Lord Bacon the Destroyer comes in with 10 gifted members taking us to 23 out of 25. All hail Lord Bacon the Destroyer. Oh, one goes to Donnie. Good to see you in chat if you're here, Donnie. Like, 
I've been trying to cover this game in a very reasonable way, right? I was really looking forward to it. I was thrilled. I was like, oh man, I love Diablo, okay? I love Diablo. I love the Druid. And the more I've looked at, and the more they've talked, and the more they've outlined, the more concerned that I've become. So let's just do this. Let's set the seasonal debate down for a second. Because I think a lot of people don't understand that discussion. And I end up repeating myself, and I don't feel like doing that. The general consensus that I have come to about the seasonal format is, this will be the probably the single most commercially successful Diablo Day 1. There will be more sales, more players in the first week than they've ever had before. And because of that, I think there's tons of people that will not enjoy the fact that they have to make a new character i think the true testing ground for this game is when season one starts but i, I want to set that aside for just a second lone wolf gifts a member and puts us right on the doorstep 24 out of 25 members you guys are awesome a lot of my opening monologue was about inconsistent messaging from blizzard activision okay the Diablo Immortal telling people you can't buy gear. Well, you can, but you have to buy crests. Overwatch 2 PvE basically canceled after four years of promises about it. We're not going to do an annual Call of Duty. Well, no, just kidding. Yes, we are. And then we're glossing over the fact that they just did a Diablo 4 Q&A where all of the questions were fake. Well, not all, but most of the questions were fake. So, we could go off into 18 different angles and red herrings about the seasonal format and why you think I'm wrong. I'm not, by the way. Season 1 will be a glorious victory lap. I I look forward to running it. None of that matters! They just did a Q&A with a bunch of fake questions. Yo, Bernard gifted a membership, and he takes us right there. Boom. 25 members. I now owe you five. There's always an agent of chaos. Will it be an agent of chaos? Will it be a one gifted member or a bomb gifted member? What do you guys think? What do you think? Let's take bets. Who's going to be the agent of chaos? And will it be a nudge or a bomb? That's the question. I don't think I'll mind making a new character. It's a nudge. DK Bagger nudges it. He says, all right, all right, all right. He's like, here's, here's, here's 26. That rolls it over. Next milestone is 50, and I'll owe you five more. I pay it forward. Every 25 members, I give five back to the community. If I were Microsoft, I'd be pretty ticked right now. I mean, I don't think Microsoft cares about any of this. Blizzard's not casual-friendly. They never really have been. They always revert back from casual-friendly choices they make if they make any to begin with. And their games aren't designed with casuals in mind. Sure. That's fine. That's fine. I think that's a horrible mistake for a live-service dungeon crawler. In the grand scheme of things... In the grand scheme of things, horrible choice for a live service dungeon crawler. Hey, we had an order of coffee. I don't know if you used the website. Did it pop up? Did did you do it through YouTube? I didn't get the alert. It's one bag of Frickmas. One bag of Frickmas. 
to I I can't say the name because I don't want to say your name. Your first name starts with a J. Somebody just ordered some coffee. I don't get usernames anymore. It's supposed to pop up here if you do it through the YouTube channel. I I don't think that it did. I don't think you're wrong. I am sure some people may leave instead of making a new character. I just don't think it might be that bad as long uh, along of time seasons come with buffs, nerfs to classes. Oh, as long as they come with those things? I'm not saying they're right or it's better that Blizzard is a whole not casual friendly, but it's a choice they have always made for themselves. So how should a season work in a game like Diablo? Listen... <laughs> And so, it, this is this is the concern I have. If you listen to my opening monologue, and you listen to what I said about people leaving, them crunching, loss of talent all the way up, the one guy said he didn't even think they were going to make the date, even with crunch. Okay? How do we order through the YouTube channel? You should just be able to do it right on this video. You should be able to click on the store button, or you should see the coffee down below. You can go to the YouTube channel and go to the store thing. Um, I, we might have to put a link in the chat to the actual YouTube store just to, so it shows up and causes a little chingering. I'll be honest. I thought when we made this switch to the system that we switched to, you would be able to go order on the website and I would get the chingering here because that storefront is linked to my YouTube. That hasn't happened. So I, I'm once again filled with disappointment i don't think diablo's being hardcore will be accepted in the same ballpark as dark souls i could be wrong but i think it will get lots of hate well and that's the thing right like this just doesn't come across as that kind of game like the the optics on the marketing and the people watching the trailers and the people playing the betas this game doesn't come across as that kind of a game it's gonna take you 150 hours to hit level 100 Right? Oh, oh, okay. So for those that like to max out a character, that's that's a hefty, hefty investment. Oh, you want to enjoy our battle passes? Oh yeah, you got it. You got to start over. You got to start a new character. What do you mean? I like my character. I just got my character to level fifty-five. This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't look like that kind of game. It looks like a dungeon. It looks like a fun, like action-oriented dungeon crawler with cool classes. Loving it. Keep up, the, uh, keep up the work. Thank you, Wild Mustang. Disregarding seasons, do you think average players would actually reach max level or just play the story? This is where we keep passing in the night, and I'm going to try one more time to make sense of this for some of y'all because I think some of y'all are so against anything different than what you know, you never make considerations for changes. You're just like, no, that's stupid. Why? It is. It's always been like this. It's been like this for eight years. This is how Path of Exile does it. Just press pause for a minute. None of that's compelling. None of that is compelling argumentation. It isn't. It's, that's not compelling at all. Well, this is how we've always done it, and that's how Path of Exile does it. Cool. I don't care about that. It's not compelling. I'm going to try this one more time. The easiest and most readily available hook for people coming back into your game tried and true everybody's doing it it's very effective is a battle pass Fortnite has influenced the market 
It has influenced the game hive mind of the globe. The Fortniteification. Okay? I'm not giving you a recap. I've already done it a couple times, sort of. That's an expectations, right? So, if you're looking at Diablo, one of the main ways you will keep people playing is with the battle pass. And Diablo, in astounding incompetence, has decided to say, if you would like to give us money and buy this battle pass and enjoy it, you have to make a new character and start over. I wasn't talking about seasons or a battle pass. Then you don't have, you have a fundamental misunderstanding of how this game is going to live. If you're not talking about battle passes or seasons, then you don't understand how Diablo 4 intends to live and continue on. That's quite literally it. Seasons. Every couple of months, having new things to do, having new pretty things to go chingling in the game, and little boxes to check, right? The seasonal format in Diablo 3 made its way into No Man's Sky, for crying out loud. It's, It's an impactful way of playing. So that has been my contention the entire time is your primary means of making money ongoing and maintaining a player base ongoing has a giant hurdle in front of it. And the only people who understand the hurdle are career Diablo players and people who play Path of Exile. And I don't think this game is going to satiate Path of Exile players. I don't. Everything we read about today, I walked through inconsistent messaging. I walked through problems at Blizzard, both with the World of Warcraft team, the Crisis Maps, the Overwatch team, team members of Diablo being like, I don't know if I'm going to be here after the game launches. They want us to quit. They want us to leave. There's a hiring freeze. We're not backfilling all the positions of people leaving. Not everyone's going to get the battle pass. Never said everybody would get the battle pass. I I didn't didn't say that. Recap. Diablo 4 is likely to be fun and enjoyable, but Activision Blizzard are injecting some bizarre choices into the game and have been doing some very shady things in the run-up. Yeah, like, you can't look at what's been going on at Blizzard leading up to this in WoW, Overwatch 2, even their decisions with Call of Duty. And now you're looking at Diablo and you're like, no, 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 Diablo will be fine. It'll be just fine. You sound like the people that think there's going to be a second PlayStation Showcase. How do you think that'll bring new players? Because I'm essentially a new player and that sounds lame. Well, no, I don't play live service games that much. What features do you look for early on that show a solid foundation for live service? That's an excellent question. We talked about this just yesterday in my coverage of the Naughty Dog fiasco with their trimming down and essentially what we can look at looks like halting production on factions 2 to reassess and potentially rebuild aspects of it why because Bungie said we we got major questions about maintaining player base ongoing and I echoed yesterday what I have always echoed you can show me a really cool looking content loop we've seen this with some of these games coming out like Project Magnum which is now First Descendant we've seen these really really pretty looking games 
and the action looks awesome and the gameplay looks fun you can do that Diablo 4's gameplay moment to moment feels good it's crunchy it's punchy the sound design's excellent I really enjoyed when I played as a sorcerer now that is obviously somewhat related to the fact that the sorcerer was so much more stronger than everybody else and the druid sucked and the barbarian sucked but I was having a really good time playing as a sorcerer I don't have any doubt in my mind that Blizzard can create a good moment-to-moment dungeon crawler. If they can't do that, then pack it up, shut the doors, kill the lights, and and shut the whole project down. If they can't do that. If you can't create a good content loop dungeon crawler, okay? That is never the question. That's the assumption If you're going to make a live service game, then you better have a good content loop. It better feel good when I'm playing your game. That is an assumption. That quite literally is the foundation that you're building the building on. Now, how do you get the building to go up high with floor after floor after floor of longevity? Okay, you need scaffolding and structure that has longevity and elasticity. That's always my number one question of a live service game. Hey, great, you made a cool content loop. Your guns look neat. The the world looks fun to be in. Awesome. I said that about New World, one of the most pleasant games to just spend time in, right? Really, really enjoyable game to just be inside of. Great, you did that. That's literally step one. You're going to build a house? You need a foundation. Okay? If it's going to succeed as a live service game, you need an ongoing content plan that will keep players coming back. That has everything to do with player incentivization, uh, new content, uh, loot itemization expansion. Most of the time, you got to do something with that. You have to do something with uh, a microcosmic grind within a macro world that they live in. Okay, that's why battle passes are so effective. It's a microcosmic grind attached to a macro experience. You've got this ongoing experience, but then you come down into a micro grind. It's it's essentially a I uh, it's it's analogous to a bounty, okay? A bounty in a game is a micro grind attached to a macro experience. You have this ongoing character and you go and do these little things. Ding 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 ding. Checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. You're getting little hits in your brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that's attached to an overarching trajectory of your character. Now, the reason the seasonal format was a hit in Diablo 3 was because there was nothing, nothing to do outside of just replaying the story. So, stroke of genius, the team behind Loot 2.0 and the seasonal format and the rifts, okay, that right there was a stroke of genius creating something that in a space where there was nothing okay and many people forget that the timing of that showing up was received well by a community that basically had nothing to do and at some level at some level the seasonal format is pretty smart. You basically take that early game grind that's so enjoyable, and you just get to relive that over and over game. As a, as a big fan of games like this, that's always a really enjoyable time. The drops are relevant, the world is fresh, your character's fresh, your skill tree's naked. That's always an exciting time, okay? 
However, one of the things I've always stressed when it comes to um, when it comes to live service games and ongoing content is you have to have a broad funnel. It, you have to make it really easy for people to jump in. We always talked about this in my coverage of Destiny. Okay? In my coverage of Destiny, we always talked about the fact that returning players needed some sensible and efficient onboarding so they could get right into the action and enjoy themselves. Do you remember all of the controversy with the seasons in Destiny when people would come back and be like, oh, I I have to level a bunch now. I can't enjoy any of the new content. You would essentially say, welcome back to Destiny, brand new season, brand new content, brand new things to chase, but you need to spend a bunch of time leveling before you can do any of this. They would create almost a hurdle. And look what happened in Destiny. When they created hurdles to the new seasonal content, it hurt seasonal reception, and they made adjustments as time has gone on. Learn from the live service masters. They've been doing this for much longer than everybody else. So much so that Sony bought them to help them assess the viability of live service games. The live service center of excellence that Sony's building. Bungie's spearheading me. Uh, Spearheading me. Bungie's spearheading it. Somebody wrote, Destiny destroyed me, and he got baked in. So they're spearheading it. So when I look at Diablo 4, in all my years of covering live service games, I see a giant glaring mistake. I see, you, that's that's not going to work. You're going to have a giant player funnel. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's playing. Everyone's leveling. Your content loop's enjoyable. Your, 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 your story is compelling. Your world's fun to be in. Time for the season to start. Sweet. Here's a giant hurdle. You got to make a new character. And guess what? All the career Diablo players, they're leaping over that hurdle like it's nothing. They're like, woo, we don't care. We've done this a thousand times before. This is just another Tuesday afternoon for me. Everybody else that's a potential new player, that's a potential new Diablo 4 player, is like, I'm out. I I have no interest in this whatsoever. So when you look at a live service game and you're assessing the viability, the long-term viability, these are the questions you have to ask. And when I look at Diablo 4, I feel like they failed to fundamentally ask any of these ground-level questions of how easy is it for somebody to come back? How easy is it for somebody to come back and spend money? And it isn't easy. They've made it difficult, which will affect player retention. It'll likely affect how much money they make. Another order of coffee. Thank you so much for doing that. I don't know why I I clicked on the name. Floyd. Thank you so much, Floyd. I think that was the username. Yeah, I'm seeing the news about Ratchet and Clank. That's wild. Why was that not at the showcase? Ratchet and Clank is in Steam right now with a July 26 release date. What are you... What is PlayStation doing? Why don't they market their PC ports? They did the same thing with Returnal. Like, they barely marketed it. They haven't even marketed Ratchet. That's the best case I can make. 
That's the best case, that's the most compelling case I can make after covering a live service game for five years exclusively, and I look at Diablo and I say, you guys are making some of the most fundamental, like most, these are Bush League mistakes. These are Bush League mistakes. You're you're making it difficult for someone to continue playing your game. I have to open the, the, the office door, give me one second. I keep forgetting that this time of year, the AC doesn't kick on until the afternoon, so it gets really warm in here in the morning. No SSD required. I'm really interested to see what that thing runs like on a PC. That's wild, because Ratchet ripped apart's an amazing game. That's super bizarre. Uh, the, The leaks about a PC port coming in July were true. They were true. That the, the people that said that also said there was another game very much ready and close to coming, so I have no idea what they're doing. You don't have to recreate the character's appearance every time, but they will always be technically separate individual characters for each other every time. It's not as bad as starting a new Destiny character. It just doesn't matter. I just don't think people understand the optics on it. I really don't. I I fundamentally think many people just misunderstand the discussion. Because they essentially say this. What's the big deal? It's always been like this. Take it or leave it. That's the response. Like It's like, okay, so let me get this straight. Blizzard could say... We want to maintain as many players as possible, so we are going to have an Eternal Realm seasonal experience. You won't be a part of any of the ladder races, you won't be a part of any of that, but you can have an Eternal Realm seasonal experience. You can work on the battle pass, enjoy the new quest lines and the new mechanics, and just use your existing character. That's so... That's just pedestrian. That's just such a simple solution. It doesn't... It doesn't disrupt anything. I'm not asking for you to change the identity of the game. I'm not asking you for for you to change the format of the seasonal format. I'm saying, open a door so people in the Eternal Realm can spend money and keep playing. Most of us with anything remotely modern have SSD and NVMEs. Stop spreading false narratives. Well, if it doesn't require an SSD, I wonder what it'll run like on a regular hard drive. Again, the main reason the game runs the way that it does is because of the I.O. and the data controller, and people don't understand that, so they just talk about the SSD. But proper research into Ratchet and Clank is not done by people who, you know, (laughs) like to take swings at it. I think you're going to be proved correct regarding seasonal play in Diablo 4. In seasonal play Diablo 3, I thought long and hard, and I remember the first time I created a fresh character in Diablo 3. I thought my account had been hacked, and I created the new character and didn't understand my stash unavailable. I didn't read it. I just clicked as prompted. This was long ago. I ended up emailing Blizzard support, and they explained it to me. I think lots of players on console are going to get confused. This is the fourth installment. Don't come in on the fourth game and expect it your way. 
I'm sorry, Austin. You mean the fourth installment that's doing things the first three games never did? Like a battle pass? Like an entire section of the game dedicated to PvP? I'm sorry, are they doing the exact same thing they've always done, or are they adding things that have never been there before? It seems like they're adding things that have never been there before. I don't want to know personally, but I'm saying that we have equivalent, if not marginally different, load times on modern hardware. If you're loading this on an HDD, you're doing PC wrong. Sure. The fact is, oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading something else. We're, we're like, I tried to ignore everybody talking about Ratchet, but I acknowledged it. Please don't hijack chat and talk about Ratchet. We get it. We know it's there. I, I can't do a show on that. That's not, I, I'll probably do an upload on that. My understanding this time around, at least, each season, I think you have the option to skip the story. So at least having to play the story a thousand times might go away. Nick, even that feels strange. And let me explain why. I'm glad you brought that up. Skipping the story. Again, skipping the story feels entirely built for career players who just don't want to play it. But according to the developers, if you skip the story, your leveling will slow down. Now, they said you can still level efficiently, but you're going to start the game as a level zero. Level one. Here starts the game as level one. Level one. And you don't get all that awesome XP from the story. Now, if you do that in a season, that's not a concern at all because seasons have the leveling uh, sped up. So that's not really a concern for seasonal grind. But if you want to make an extra character and just grind them in the Eternal Realm and and you want to skip the campaign, you're going to slow down your leveling quite a bit. They said you can still level efficiently, but you're missing out on a ton of XP. There's no way the math there doesn't shake out into a slower leveling process. And you got to complete the story once first, and then you can skip. And you have to complete the story once before season one starts. No, I know you guys aren't trying to derail. I'm asking you to please not derail. If we keep going down the ratchet road, we're going to get stuck in a discussion that just won't have anything to do with today's topic. We discussed it. We talked about it. We acknowledge ratchet, but we've got to move on. We can't stay there. You know, it was a little pit stop. I'm okay with topical pit stops, but we can't take the car off the road and go over there. It's bad for the show. Most of your leveling comes from quests, not monster killing, so it would be dumb to not do the story. Well, and they said that you could, you would still be doing side quests, and uh, in obviously once the tree opens up for you at level fifty, you could do that. But level one through fifty, I just this is what I think a lot of people are probably going to do. Um, I could see a ton of people going the route of saying, "What is this? Oh, this is for the order." I could see a lot of people literally getting to level 50 and then opting to to skip the story. You understand? I that's what I think a lot of people are probably going to do. They're going to use the campaign to get to level 50 and then they'll go into the menu and say, "Yeah, I don't want to do the campaign any longer." Now that the, now that the end game is opening up to me. That's just a very 
off-the-cuff prediction that I'm going to make. I think that once you beat the story once, you'll see a lot of people use the story to get to level 50, and then they'll go to pick their character, and they'll say, yeah, no more story for me, and then they'll start doing all the endgame stuff. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to skip the story. They're giving people the option, for sure. That actually is one of the better decisions they've made. I still find it strange that they make you start as a level one. If I was in charge, (laughs) if I was in charge and you beat the story once and you want to start another character, I would let you start as a level, like, I'd probably let you start as level 50 or maybe a level 30. Just throw you close to the end game Skip the story. Yeah, just start grabbing stuff. Get yourself to 50. DK Beggar pushes the member count a little bit. He says, come on, y'all. We can keep this going. Thank you for the gifted member. DK Beggar goes to Maple Yum. Welcome in. You guys don't have to sit around and wait for a gifted member. You can become one by hitting the join button or the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat. I think that button's broke. Guys, make sure it's still working. Make sure gifted members is working. Make sure the join button's still working. Power leveling in D3 came from farming groups of normal enemies, not the story or the bosses. I get things are likely different in D4, but I expect everything will in time be exploited and optimized. Sure. I've had a couple people come in and say what feels off. Okay. Randomly found you on YouTube, missed you over on Purple. I appreciate that. We're here every day doing a talk show. We, uh, we've, we've pretty much... We've, we've outgrown anything we were previously doing, in my personal opinion. Maybe not in channel size yet, but yeah. Welcome back to the family. Get involved. Become a member. Get in the Discord. Tell your friends. So let me give you a brief recap, because people keep coming in and they're like, what, what feels off? What feels off? Fat J says, it's more, I think it's more confusing. What is the end game if we have seasons? What's the point of doing end game if there are seasons? Fat J, you just gave me the runway. You just gave me the runway. Something's off. It feels like they made two games. You have Diablo 4 proper, which is play, level, campaign, and all these endgame activities. Those endgame activities, what's the point if the ongoing content model is a seasonal grind where you leave those characters behind and start fresh characters. Are you sensing the internal dissonance in the game now? Did you hear everything I just outlined? If it sounded confusing or odd or lacking a harmonious structure, then you're on my wavelength. What, what, what's the point of all of that? Playing Diablo 4 proper, leveling all the way up, the Paragon system, hitting level 100, grinding the endgame environments, nightmare dungeons, PvP, doing all of that. It has no connection to the seasonal grind at all. And the seasonal grind is the ongoing content model. It's so dissonant. They did make it two games. They openly said that. They never ignore that fact. And you think that that can be successful? by completely creating a disjointed experience all that work everything you did in the eternal realm everything you did in the end game those characters can't touch the battle pass what they can't touch the new content huh what do you what it doesn't it doesn't make any sense 
that falls under my first heading of the opening dialogue of the opening monologue inconsistent messaging there's a lack of consistent messaging here i don't understand what kind of game you built why'd you build two games it doesn't make any sense Oh, and then, and then I moved from that opening portion of my monologue. I talked about the problems at Blizzard. World of Warcraft is losing people because of bad management. They have crisis maps. They're not even sure they can ship everything. Then Diablo 4 has people leaving. They have people saying, I don't even know if I'm going to be here post-launch. They want people to quit, and there's a hiring freeze. Overwatch 2 has its own problems with losing people. All these companies, all these teams under Blizzard are falling apart, it seems. So... I'm connecting the inconsistent messaging and the dissonance within Diablo 4 right to the all the problems with teams under Blizzard. I'm connecting the two. I think there is a causal relationship between companies, teams, and projects under Blizzard. I believe there is a causal relationship between how Blizzard is ruining things, ruining teams, and it's it's bleeding over into Diablo 4. It's why it's so confusing, so dissonant. It's why they just did a Q&A. It's, it's why they just did a Q&A where they had made up questions. This is beating a dead horse, don't play it then. If this is beating a dead horse, then don't watch then. Casual Grinder with a $5 Super Chat tip. They said non-seasonal players would have access to seasonal content after the season ends. But wouldn't you still be able to keep your main? I'm not sure what you mean. What, what? So I can go run the quest, but I can't do the battle pass. So you think people are going to be cool with that? They're going to sit out of a season and then play it late, play the quest later? You're missing the best part of seasons. If I miss a season in Destiny, I miss out on that great will be meta. Hence, most people don't want to do endgame content with me. Seasons fix that. How do seasons fix that? I don't understand. Oh, Nixus did the port? I can't even access that page, Eugene. Oh, there it is. Ratchet and Clanker are coming to PC July 26th. Yeah, they pushed out a blog about it. Huh. So interesting. Um, well, hang on. I can't type all of a sudden. Well, this leak turned out to be true. Well, this leak turned out to be true. Now I wonder about the rest. Someone put out their review early. Oops-a-daisy. It's a good way to get bumped. Good way to get bumped from ever getting stuff ever again. All right. I don't want to get distracted by Ratchet. Packet everyone. Someone in chat decided we shouldn't talk about it morning. Take the rest of the day off. Right. I say it 50-50, Blizzard and the dev team itself. It would have been foolish to place all the blame on the publisher just because of the easy route. Well, according to the article from the Washington Post in December, there was a lot of management changes and leadership changes 
and crunch and they basically stated that for that entire year last year people were just leaving talent was just walking out the door the one the one staff member said even with their crunch they didn't think they were going to make their deadline people that were actively working on Diablo 4 they were like no that Diablo 4 release date's not even going to happen that's what feels off about this it's like all signs point to a troubled launch all signs point to a troubled launch there's dissonance within the game design itself there's mixed messaging they did a Q&A with a bunch of fake questions come on I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) This happened with Redfall. This happened with Redfall. I tried to tell everybody. I was like, all signs point to Redfall being a disaster, being a bad game. Everybody waves hands. Arcane don't miss, Lono. Look at all the positive feedback from the capture event, Lono. Look at what everybody's saying. And then Redfall comes out. And, and even Jedi Survivor Jedi Survivor, everybody tried to hand wave the performance issues I have people in my comments right now, they're like, oh no, they fixed everything it, everything's been fixed no, they haven't, the game still runs like trash, they haven't fixed anything they fixed some things they haven't fixed the game and I'm looking at Diablo 4 I've been covering it for mm, I don't even know how many years now how many years has it been that we've been covering it I've been covering Diablo 4, off and on and all I smell is incompetence and problems. I did, like I have zero confidence in this game now. They probably tied the battle pass of the seasonal progression to make sure the newest stuff that people will have to interact with keeps the battle pass in their face, and the eternal realm isn't as efficient for that. People leave because they get comfy in a position and feel they need to need to change or adapt company missions. So you have to consider that as well. Your name, Just Biased, is a perfect name. So you you think an article that talked about crunch and morale in the toilet and people not thinking they're going to make it? And it's like, no, yeah, people leave all the time. They just want to change pace. Your opinion changed since two weeks back. You were a lot more positive then, but whatever. You sure about that? I love when people try to tell me what my opinion or what my coverage was. I I always enjoy that. It's always fun for me when people speak for me. Three weeks ago, I did a live stream called Diablo 4 is made for nobody. And I argued that so much of the game's design was unappealing to virtually everyone except for career Diablo players. That was three weeks ago. Are you sure about that, Clark? Because you're wrong. I wasn't more positive about this a couple of weeks ago. Three weeks ago, longer ago than two weeks, I was like, no, I have concerns about this game. I do not think they've made good design choices. I don't. And then... I did a developer endgame live stream where I reacted to their live stream. I was pretty negative in that one. The, the day before that, oh, no, that same day, I did a stream about the endgame and said, is this enough? I said, man, the Paragon system looks promising. 
I just stream about Blizzard listening to feedback. We got into a seasonal debate that day. I did an Endgame is Hated stream. I did a dev's response to reaction. That was probably the last time I was positive was a month ago. A month ago, I said, I don't understand all the hate. The devs are responding to all the negativity. That was a month ago. I told you to tag that comment, and you didn't want to because you said it was BS. But like I said, it's fine. You told me to tag what comment? What are you talking about? Well, admit it. You love this game. The chat says so. I'm simply making the point that there are several variables to consider instead of just picking something that sounds like good buzzwords for an article from the Washington Post. Reductionist drivel. That's not what. That's not what the Washington Post article was. It wasn't good buzzwords from an article. It was 15 former employees speaking about the problem. It was 15 current and former employees. Like th- that's reductionist drivel. To summarize that article in that way. Oh, yeah, it's just, just a couple of buzzwords. Just just some buzzwords. Just 15 current and former employees saying that it's bad. It's in bad shape. We don't know if we're going to make it. We don't think we're going to make the June release. It's just nothing but crunch. People are leaving. The return to office policy that Blizzard enacted, not the team for Diablo enacted. Come on. This is the problem right now. People are do- people did the same thing yesterday with Naughty Dog. They did the same thing with with Factions 2. They want to hand wave and act like everything's fine. It's Bungie's fault. We're doing the same thing right now. We're like, no, you know, no, no, no. People probably left for other reasons. Those were just buzzwords in a Washington Post article. Really? Because everybody reported on the problems with this project back in December. 15 out of how many hundreds of employees? Yeah, just more hand-waving. Oh, it's only 15 people. It's only high levels of corroboration. It's not like one or two people. It's 15. But because it's not all of the hundreds of people that work at the company, I'm going to dismiss what they're saying. Do you understand that once you get into the double digits of corroboration, that, that that's, a, that's a pretty surefire smoke trail to a fire? That's an appeal to popularity fallacy? No, it's not. I didn't appeal to any popularity. When did I appeal to popularity? Just because several employees banded together and said the same thing doesn't mean it's 100% accurate. I didn't say it's 100% accurate. I said we have high levels of corroboration. When you get into double digits of corroboration, that's pretty significant. I didn't appeal to popularity. I'm not pulling fallacy of the group and saying, well, because lots of people saying it, it's true. I'm saying that's corroboration. When you have that many people corroborating stories, it makes it trustworthy. You want to hand wave and do that atypical gamer commentary thing where it's like, oh, yeah, employees are just whining or they leave for other reasons. or Employees just tend to overstate the problems. Have you been tracking the history of employee problems and crunch and breakdown of these companies over the years? So you think World of Warcraft teams are speaking out, Overwatch 2 teams are speaking out, Diablo 4 teams are speaking out, but we're going to hand wave all that and be like, God, employees just tend to cry and whine and, you know, they leave for different reasons. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know, multiple big franchises beneath the ownership of Blizzard are seemingly 
literally fracturing at the seams and canceling entire projects and people are walking out the door and there, and, there, and there's a hiring freeze at the company who's about to launch a live service game but we're going to hand wave that and say well Washington Post is just using buzzwords Ray with a gifted member and it goes to Tony This is seemingly every project underneath Blizzard. The tagged comment I talk about is the fact that I said that the game would be dead in a few weeks because many things seem off. They have zero clue what they're doing long term. I still think that's bogus to say it's going to be dead in a few weeks. I'm not even saying it's going to be dead in a few weeks. My my prediction and projection for a long time has been the seasonal format will drive tons of players out as soon as season one starts. If you came in and said, oh, the game will be dead in a few weeks, of course I'm going to gut check that. That's silly. You think a game of this size is going to be dead in a few weeks? That's ludicrous. That that has nothing to do with my prediction about season one. Season one's like a month and a half in, and season one's going to have player exodus. That doesn't equal dead game in a, in a few weeks. You're not coming in and pulling on some like gotcha moment like, I tried to tell you the game was going to be dead in a few weeks, and now you're being negative. No, I've pretty much been on the wavelength about the seasonal format for a long time. That's not that's not new information to me. That's not something I would have been in disagreement about. Peyton Keith gifts a member and it goes to Ghostface. I love seeing all these single gifteds, man. It's awesome. You guys are really taking ownership of that goal. Social media and public forums give a lot of freedom for people to express their opinions of work. I prefer balance to believe that there is blame on both parts. Okay, so you have corporate level disconnect where they do return to office policy. Commentary from the teams is that even the managers don't agree with return to office. That leads to exodus of employees. What's that do? That adds pressure. It creates crisis maps. It puts strain on your work hours, on your efficiency. What's that lead to? Crunch. It leads to, according to the one employee in the, in, in the same article, it leads to entire things just getting cut. Yeah, we just can't work on certain things. I predicted to you 50% drop-off before Season 1 starts probably more. But you do you. Like I said, I appreciate the content. Right. I Nord Sardamus, I think we're saying similar things. I don't think we're at odds. You made it sound like, oh yeah, a couple weeks ago you were really positive and you dismissed me as being full of BS. That's simply untrue. You're misrepresenting the exchange that we had. Number one, I wasn't super positive two weeks ago because three weeks ago I made a video where I said this game's made for no one. I was dismissive of grand statements like, oh, in a couple of weeks the game will be dead. Of course I'm dismissive of that. That's a ludicrous thing to claim. A gifted member from Rowick, and it goes to Matthew, and it puts us at 30. Somebody might steal the 50 goal with a 20 bomb. They might just yank it. No no more singles. It happens sometimes. Some of these big dudes are in chat waiting for those opportunities. Sorry for reposting. Who does it hurt to let me just continue with my characters? I don't care about the leaderboards or the ladders. Ray, I have been trying to scream that for months. I've been trying to scream that from the rooftops. I agree your opinion was more layered than that. Well, I appreciate that. Like, 
I have been holding out hope for this game, and there is a positive thread. I, I, I said it this morning. I said, I'm probably going to really enjoy this game on the couch with my wife. I probably will. I'll play through it. We'll have a blast. We're going to play it this Friday night. We're going to have to forego the Fall Guys community game night. It makes no sense to play Fall Guys the week that my wife and I can play Diablo with y'all. So tune in Friday night. My wife and I will play Diablo. It'll be hilarious. You're not going to want to miss it. It's, it's a really good time when we play together. It's hard to put into the comments the whole depth of what you said, but like I said, I just love your content, mate. Appreciate the talking. Thank you. So I'm going to enjoy that part of the game. My prediction in general has been... Yeah, a bunch of people are going to leave this game as soon as Season 1 starts. That has been my, my belief and my contention for quite a while. And that's, to me, that's just concerning, given that this thing is supposed to go for, you know, 10 years. Just biased. <laughs> Good back and forth with Just Biased this morning. He decides to say, nope, we're going to make it lopsided. 31 members on the day. Thanks for jumping in. I appreciate good sparring partners. Just Biased and Nordstradamus, you guys have been keeping it above the belt. Like, you've not been, you know, making it nasty and taking swipes. That's refreshing in a day and age where people just come in and try to bait a response by insulting me. I think it's funny that they make you start new seasonal characters for leaderboard purposes, which won't even be available for Season 1. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Yo, Mitch! Mitch says, now's the time. Now's the time. Now is when we put the 20 bomb in chat and we roll the 51 right past 50 and on our way to 75, I now owe you 10 members. That's a big one. Thank you so much, Mitch. I knew it. I was like, I could feel it. I could feel a disturbance in the force. It's like somebody's going to try and slam a 20 bomb home. Thank you so much for doing that. I love seeing folks like uh, loot get a gifted member love seeing that good to see you loot long time ago I used to run raids with him and I believe your PlayStation name was like Shogun wasn't it something like that do you think if they lose a massive player base they might change and allow players to continue playing their characters yeah there's no leaderboards for season one Eugene it's not ready gee I wonder why it's not ready could it have anything to do with the fact that they're crunching to get the product out the door and they couldn't work on certain features and they've lost a lot of talent and they have people that don't even think they're going to be there after the game is launched and they're worried about post launch content support gee it's almost as if they're not ready to launch the game yeah ah nobody jumping back in with 14 months and it's a member plus Guys, don't forget, every Friday we do the VIP unfiltered debrief. I take the gloves off. I go unfiltered. It's not safe for work. My producer joins me. You get a behind-the-scenes look at how the week went, what we thought. You can upgrade your membership to VIP for 5 bucks. It's only a $10 membership instead of the $5 membership, and you can be a part of that. We need about 30 people to do that, and then we'll hit a milestone of 300 VIP, and then Creature and I will play a game together. $2 from Richard Rodriguez. I hate Diablo, but sipping on that light roast. Thank you so much, sir. We've had two coffee orders today. Thank you, everybody, who's been continuing to support Reforge Roast. You can buy it right now on the YouTube channel as well. I don't know if the alerts are working. Has any... The two orders we got today, did you guys do it through the YouTube thing? I, I turned alerts on. I don't think it's working. When's the next gay play stream? Uh, I'll be able to play on the first, I believe. Nah, bro. People just leave their jobs all the time. It's normal. This game's not going to suffer. 
Nothing stops you from playing when season starts. You just can't use the battle pass. I do not plan to play seasonally, but I think I will still be playing after season one starts. Well, Rumple, that's fair. There will be people that likely continue playing in the Eternal Realm and just max their character out and maybe they move on to Endgame, but I'm just going to keep coming back to this point. The ongoing engine for Diablo 4 is Seasons. That's the live service engine. And it's designed for hardcore players. (laughs) It's designed for career players. If you kept your same character, wouldn't it end up like Elden Ring New Game Plus where everything is really easy and you blow through and it's not fun? No, I, I don't think people understand. Let's imagine that you're level 60 and the season starts and you're like, I don't want to create a seasonal character. I'm going to keep working and doing things in the game. But I would also like to work on the seasonal battle pass. I'd like to go check out those new seasonal quests. I'd even like to work on the season chapters, challenges, and checkboxes. But I want to use my existing character. It would just be additive to your existing experience. My man Storm Sage Gaming upgrades to VIP. He's like, yo, let me get a look at that unfiltered Lono on a Friday I try not to uh, disappoint, so thank you so much for upgrading to VIP Storm Sage. And a $5 tip from Gold Blooded Upside, you'll probably be able to pay to skip levels in the battle pass if you don't want to make a new character. Oh my gosh. I agree with you. I think it's stupid. I'd rather just have good DLCs. Well, there will be expansions, but then the question for the expansions is who am I going to play the expansions with? You don't have a main character, right? You're not attached to anybody. So who am I going to play the expansions with? An existing character that just happens to be the current one that I like the most? Like, I just, I don't understand. Expansions generally have a main character vibe and feel. Make sure if you guys want to talk in my chat, you hit subscribe. Subscribing is free, by the way. Joining is different. Joining is five bucks a month. You get extra content, extra streams into my Discord where you can hang out with everybody. That's different. Subscribing is totally free. Make sure you hit subscribe and slam that like button home. We should easily have 500 likes by now. You guys can hit that milestone. It helps more people find this video. Maybe they're utilizing seasons to fill space in between story and DLCs. Here's, here's my main quandary about this. The, the thing that just, that just kind of blows my mind. Imagine having these seasonal quest lines, right? And these seasonal experiences. They even said in the seasonal quest lines, there'll be new characters and returning characters. I have to think that that's going to be somehow tied to an expansion or drop hints about it or lead up. That's such a great way to, number one, market and hype a big expansion. You can use a season as like a ramp up. So let's imagine seasons one, two, and three are kind of side issues, off in different areas, cool features, cool new mechanics, cool loot, blah, blah, blah. And then your fourth season can serve as like a runway to your expansion. What's happening in the season, the story, the characters, even thematically, the stuff that you're getting from the battle pass can all be like a lead up and this all there's this thing coming. You know, and then they drop the paladin as a character or the witch doctor and they drop this expansion. 
And if you have a character you've been playing with all throughout those seasons and all throughout the year, and you're, you're primed and ready to go. You're like, let's check out this expansion. I want to know what's going on with the new campaign, the new cinematics. And then you, that, that just has a natural flow to it. Can't you do the expansions with your main, then rebirth them for the seasons? I mean, you could. Just found the stream. What did I miss? Why can't I play Diablo yet, even though pre-order said I could play today? Pre-order didn't say that you, you could play today. I believe you may have misread. You might be able to preload today. I actually don't know when preload is. Chat may be able to help you. There's sometimes two terminologies you may have misread. Preloading, I believe, starts sometime today or tomorrow. Like, like pre-ordering and playing early starts on the 1st at a certain time. Maybe 31st, depending on where you live in the world. Yeah, there it is. You can preload later today, not play. I believe you just misread. It's an easy mistake. I think sometimes people see preload and they get really excited. But, oh, I can play today? No, 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 no. You can install today, homie. I'm going to spam the same message until you see it. What did you say? The bludgeonist. I'm doing my best to read everybody. I'm doing my best. Bludgeonist, are you exceeding the character limit? I don't see you saying anything. I just scrolled up in chat. Or, or are, you, are you mocking the guy that just did that? Reloads today at 4 p.m. Eastern. You cannot play until the first. Right, there you go. My preload wasn't available an hour ago. Yeah, no, preload is in about five hours, Hilly, according to what everybody's saying. <clears throat> Possibly. Yeah, I'm not seeing your comments. You might want to like try and do it as a two-parter. You might be typing too many characters. I didn't see. I'm going to scroll up one more time and look for that E. No, that's not you. That's somebody else. That was somebody named E something. Ethanist. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I don't see anything you're saying. Sorry. Honestly, I think Destiny 2 does seasons better than anyone. I very much agree that players will drop off after beating the game and at the start of season one, but not as much for reasons of the seasons. Reasons of the seasons. People are so confused when early access is. It's amazing. Well, I slick. I want to take up for those people a little bit, okay? (laughs) We no longer have a release date. And like, you can play at this hour. We have pre-ordered the Digital Deluxe Edition and you can play early. And not only can you play early, you can preload the game at this date and this time. If you don't pre-order the Digital Deluxe Edition, you can play on this date. But you can still preload the game early on this date. It's like... What? Huh? It's easy for people to get confused. There's like four different dates to keep track of. Instead of... Play Diablo 4 on June 6th at midnight in your region. It's play 72 hours early on a rolling rollout, and you can preload 48 hours before that. And, you know, if it's a Tuesday and, you know, it's not raining, we'll, we'll be able to... Huh? huh? It, it, there's no longer a smooth, crisp delivery of here's when you can play, 
here's when it, it's 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 playable. There's all these extra dates now, so it's not confusing to everybody. I mean, a lot of us, you know, we'll go use Google. We'll quickly find a blog and figure it out. But for some people, it's like, well, I I heard this, and that's that's all they know. I step away from Diablo. I can come back and be equal to everyone else in the new season. Well, at one level, I think that's why people like the seasonal grind bludgeonist, because there's always that fresh start. It's that new car smell. You guys keep edging. <laughs> 496. Stop it. You guys are so rebellious. I'm like, yo, can we hit 500 likes? You guys are like, no. No, we're going to get to 499 and we're going to stop. You guys are being ornery today. <laughs> I get to play in the future compared to you lot, says Hilly. Yeah, preloads today in about five hours. You think Diablo uh, is a game a non-Diablo player can get into? I'm an idiot, and I'm not confused about when I can play. I mean, again, I I think it's justifiable that some people are confused about when they can play, and you know, how 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 early they can play, when they can install. I think there's like three different dates now, and I just think it confuses people, right? I. It used to be a lot cleaner, is all I'm saying, right? It used to get a lot... It used to be a lot cleaner. Um, it used to be a lot more straightforward. Yeah, the snitch seems to know something. Picked up on a month track record. Yeah. PC port coming in July. Super weird. I know some announcements that were not announced. It's still so weird. Why would you not include that in the showcase? I do not understand... I've I've officially I have officially decided that it's confusing. And this is what I don't get. Like, so PlayStation announces, you know, Ratchet and Clank coming to PC, and then Colt Eastwood replies with a logo that says PC five. Isn't your entire platform day and date on PC, thus negating any reason to have your hardware? I don't it's the lack of self awareness is always so staggering to me. My Xbox creator code is Lono, yes. My Epic creator code, I'm sorry. Yeah, my Epic creator code is Lono. Mindshare strategy requires you to keep dropping news. I for love one season... I love seasonal resets. I would rather have resets than the content bloat that occurs with things like Destiny, which resulted with them sunsetting gear. Can't take him seriously? No, I can't when you literally ignore the fact that your hardware is unnecessary because you launch everything day and date on PC. Yo, thank you, CyberM, for a gifted member. Taking us to 50 two members on the day. I owe you 10 members right now. Peyton Keith gets it. We're talking about PS5 again today, aren't we? I guess that's the real funny element in all of this. It's like Dance Monkey. (laughs) All you people out here that hate on PlayStation, all you're doing is is increasing their market share. (laughs) Go off, King. Let everybody know they can play Ratchet and Clank on PC because you think it's some kind of a dig or some kind of a win. (laughs) I tried explaining how the seasons work for my friend group and they said they don't want to invest their time into something that keeps starting over. 
Right. I, I do think that lots of people are missing that. I just think they are. I think they're missing the fact that if you're not plugged into ARPGs, if you're not plugged in to Diablo seasonal grind right now, it's just gonna be a weird record scratch to say, time to start over. Can you see other playing in a dungeon? I don't know what you're saying. That sentence doesn't make sense. Just a weird thing. Why would you want or need to be anonymous for a simple question? Why not just say anonymous instead of creating a fake account? Oh, they're trying to... Oh, right. Okay, so they said... They're, so Future Game Show has posted a more lengthy answer. They said we messed up. This video was originally titled Diablo 4 Devs Answer Your Questions. The intent of the video was for Diablo 4 developers to react and answer questions from the community. However, the questions we asked the developers were a mix of questions sourced from the Diablo 4 fan base and from members of the Future Game Show editorial team. Some of the community users and our team members that submitted these questions requested to be made anonymous and so had their usernames and their platforms they were submitted on changed for the purpose of the video. The new usernames were randomly generated, but on further investigations, some of these relate to real accounts, albeit inactive accounts with very few posts or followers that had nothing to do with the creation of this video. Why? Why would you come up with such an unbelievable lie so you just coincidentally picked the exact username of dormant accounts do I need to show you some of the usernames that's not blizzard by the way future game show said that people wanted to be anonymous sure okay you accidentally picked the exact and precise usernames of accounts that didn't exist or were incredibly dormant and then those accounts were created huh that (coughs) excuse me oh my gosh I'm choking on the BS that excuse doesn't make any sense why wouldn't you just say anonymous you, you, why wouldn't you just say anonymous? You just randomly DK Bagger with another gifted member. Thank you so much. You just randomly picked usernames from a hat and they match perfectly. And it's just a, a pure coincidence that they're dormant accounts or they're accounts that were just made. What? What are you talking about? It would be more likely that you would pick a super generic name like, you know, J-Man Bomb. And, and some guy named J-Man Bomb is like, I didn't submit that question. And they're like, oh, so we, we just picked random names. People wanted to stay anonymous. You just coincidentally picked dormant accounts or accounts that didn't exist yet. And then the accounts were created in the wake of the show. Come on. No face lore with a $5 super chat tip. I've had one hour of sleep and have had a long shift. Wish I could drink coffee, but it messes with my heart. Keep up the good work, Lono. Thank you, No Face Lord, for the $5 super chat tip. 
They just made the accounts. But some of the accounts were existed, but they were completely dormant. It was almost like they went and found accounts that were dormant and thought, well, no one's going to catch us. Or they just made accounts and thought again, no one's going to catch us. You get caught, and now you're claiming that, well, yeah, people wanted to remain anonymous, so we just made up names, and we just pure utter happenstance coincidence numerous account names match perfectly to dormant inactive accounts or accounts that we just created out of thin air I I am I'm not just confused I'm kind of irritated I like Future Games Show. I, I'm one of their official co-streamers. Like they, when they do their event every summer, I find it to be very good. But this is not. This is a bad look, man. This is a bad look. They lie. It's what they do. Well, yeah, but creature, we cannot attribute this to Blizzard. This is Future Game Show that tweeted that. This is Future Game Show that posted that. It looks like they posted that comment I just read on Reddit. The first season of the Battle Pass is Gamer UK is far. I would say hopefully still nice loot to unlock before it comes out. Why not just say we made up accounts to ask editorial questions so it looked authentic? Well, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what you did. What I miss? So there was a Diablo 4 Q&A recently. And Quinn69 and another person by the name of Phil Tacular were very curious about the questions. So, they did a little bit of digging. And the more they were digging, the more they found that the questions were, were attributed to accounts that either didn't exist, were just created, or they were accounts that were dormant for, you know, the one person hadn't done anything in years. And then they suddenly cropped up and they were like, oh, no, no, I submitted the question. Like, they, they defended themselves after being in, like, dormant for, you know, for, for years. Big shout out, Reforge. Hope you've been doing well, man. Working uh, tons this past month. Past month. Can't wait to see you in Diablo 4. Thank you, DJ Craig. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not going to look at the reviews in uh, in in eight minutes. That 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 that's a that's a show we might be able to do tomorrow. I need time to, I need time to collate and grab and do what I typically call a review rundown. I'm not going to slap that on the end of a of a stream. I think that's a really bad idea. I don't like. I don't typically like doing that. I'll need a I'll need a um a debrief thumb creature. Uh, shortly. You think that list is bad? Check out Hog Gaming going through the twi- uh, drop list of streamers. That list is insane. Well, I'm not sure what you're driving at, Zyber. You're telling me that they, what, they did like a drop, they're doing like a, a, a Twitch drop thing with what, tons of streamers? That's not abnormal. I mean, in my experience, if you're going to do a drop, you're going to do it for virtually everybody who's streaming the game because that drives more viewership and then that drives more people into the game. I wasn't asking for that, just telling chat. No, but Chris, I know you weren't asking for that. I'm just letting people know, PSA, I will not be doing a, a Diablo 4 review roundup 
you know, I, there's, I, I don't want to do that. The, number one, I want to let those people listen. There are YouTubers and review outlets that have earned their way into really nice early access review embargo treatment. Good for them. I don't want to undercut that and be like, oh, hey, as they hit, let's all read them and watch them. I don't do that. I'll do that tomorrow, likely, unless something major hits in the, in the gaming news that's, that's more worth our time. I will likely cover that tomorrow, and then you can get a snapshot of what everybody's saying. We, we we give you that value where you don't have to go and watch a bunch of different reviews and read a bunch of different reviews. Like that's a, that's a value uh, that I that I bring to the table for y'all, and that I think is a uh, you know something that we want to continue doing. But what that means is is it it means that I'm not going to be doing it like when it happens. Um, I just don't think I I I try to keep. When I source, react to, or use somebody else's content, I try to keep it classy. I try not to, like, undercut, you know, hey, we, we, we got early access to that game and had an embargo drop, and you read our frickin' review as soon as it hit the dadgum, um, you know, as soon as it hit the airwaves. I don't want to uh, take away from that. Uh, what is a P? Difficulty. Debris. Let's do this. Let's do that. Change that. Um, there we go. Oh, that's good. That's good. And we'll do. Yeah, we'll do it. That's fine. Guess you are going to make a Diablo Four a recurring live stream, like you said a, four, a few months ago. Listen very, very carefully. Because a lot of people, I think, misconstrue sometimes what I'm, uh, what I'm, what I'm saying. Gameplay struggles on this channel for extended periods of time. Okay. Gameplay, gameplay struggles on this channel when we try to do extended gameplay. If there is ongoing support of me playing, grinding, leveling, and covering Diablo Four, we will make space for that. I happen to think that that won't happen. It's up to the audience. It's up to the game. It's up to a lot of the of the the structures. And and can I get into a lane with it? Right. So I I don't I don't think I'll be able uh, I don't think I'll be able to do that. Personally, that that's my belief. Now, over the next fifteen minutes, people might come pouring in, wondering what I think. And I'll tell them what I think, and I'll say, "Listen, I've, I don't. I think something feels off. There's inconsistent messaging. There's problems at Blizzard. There's been a morale shift. You got fake Q and A. You got this race that you had to like walk back the settings on. Um, I think. I think a lot of that is going to affect the game's reception. Uh, and I'm going to continue to say that. Uh, in about 15 minutes, we will be uh, checking out. I have a brand new video about Lies of P." And will it have difficulty settings? That's a huge debate in that world. That's a huge debate in the um, in the, in the Souls game world. And they have some interesting commentary. They have some interesting commentary about how they will be handling um, you know difficulty in the game. And so I had to go on a little fact finding to be like, you know, what's going on with this game? You know, how 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 is difficulty going to work? 
and then we will uh, we will debrief with with members after. That's a great reason to be a member. So you guys have about 15 minutes to try to hit 75. I will then owe you 15 members. I always gift those members in the premiere. Uh, I do that because it gives you the maximum amount of time um, before. Uh, it gives you the maximum amount of time before to get all your members in, and then we kind of celebrate, and I pay it forward in the premiere. Uh, so be sure that you're uh, you're doing that. You got about, like I said, you got about 15 minutes if you guys want to make a run on that and drop some big bomb. I'm going to binge on reviews of a good one. Lies P is another day one. I think it looks really really good. I think it does. Um, I hope you include a Diablo No Life or review in the roundup. I'm sure Wadujo or Ra- Raxateranx will have a review. I'm going to put that name in the Discord so I don't forget because everybody wanted to come in today and be like, well, this guy, you know, he, he's he's claiming he's claiming he played for a thousand hours. Well, okay. I, I'm, I'm extremely interested in what he has to say then, right? Easy mode in the Souls like. Well, you're gonna want to watch the video. You're gonna want to watch the video. I break down exactly how it's going to work. It's not. It's not really. It's not a conventional. You're just gonna have to watch the video. It, it'll only make sense when you can see their lengthy answers, and I break it down. So, um, we'll be doing that in 15 minutes. That gives you guys some time to smash the like button. It obviously gives people time to kind of pile in here because the embargo just dropped. So the Diablo wavelength is about to be disrupted. So we might get some overflow and some folks coming in. Do me a favor. Now's the time to smash the like button. 60 more people smash like and we'll have 600 likes. Now's the time to gift some members or don't wait for a gifted member. Just become a member so you don't miss out on those end of the day debriefs. Yesterday, we didn't even really talk about the video all that much. We got into a whole nother debate. It was actually pretty interesting. Yo, Icebreaker jumps back in with eight months of membership. Thanks so much, Cheeks. We be playing Street Fighter Six? No, I don't cover fighting games. I don't really play them. Valiant says I still call BS on a thousand hours, no matter what creative math you use. This will be my first Diablo game, says Kevin. Only put twenty hours into Diablo Three and had fun what I played. I hope I enjoy Diablo Four. We like Lono talk shows. If you enjoy my talk shows, one of the best ways to support what I do and to keep things going is to smash that join button. It's $5, and for an entire month, you get an extra stream every day. You get a Friday night stream with Madam and myself. You get into our members-only Discord. You know, for, for, for less money than a, than a, than a Happy Meal, <laughs> you, can, you can have a month worth of extra content. Um... First review I've seen, 10 out of 10. I mean, I can pull up Twitter and give you guys a snapshot. I don't want to grab people's reviews. I don't want to do that. I don't. I, I want to let their reviews cook for 24 hours. They've earned their. Uh, they've earned their place. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> let's see if we can get a good summary tweet. Sometimes there's those summary tweets where they're like, "Pure Dead Gaming says scores are high." VGC's giving it five stars. I listen, listen, listen. I, I knew I, I knew they were going to be good. I told y'all. I said, they're going to be good. It's going to be the core game. They're reviewing the core game, and I, I think the core game is going to be quite good. It's everything that comes after. 
this was a weird day to drop Ratchet and Clank on PC as well with all the Diablo uh, with all the Diablo reviews dropping very very strange choice um, let's see PlayStation 5 SSD and SSD IO system directly improving innovative gameplay fast SSD yeah the PS5 SSD is trending because of the Ratchet and Clank news Um, GameSpot 8 out of 10 Paychill's giving it a 10 out of 10 I don't think people are giving it a 10 out of 10 Force Gaming says at its core Diablo 4 is a very fun ARPG I've really enjoyed playing through it while I do wish Blizzard took some bigger swings, the open world and MMO elements are enough to make it feel fresh. A lot rides on seasons, but the base game is solid. Thank you, Force. <laughs> that sentence right there. Force is no dummy. A lot rides on seasons, but the base game is there. I, that's, that's quite literally what I tried to stress this morning. Is The base game looks fine. Everything else is what I'm in question about. Mm. Okay. Blizzard Activision. More news there. Mm. I think we could be looking at a Ratchet and Clank PC port situation. It already has. Removes announced at PlayStation Showcase text from draft. Publishes. <laughs> Tommy Hendy saying that the Ratchet thing which should have was supposed to be at the... Uh, was supposed to be at the announcement. Let's see where IGN lands. Uh, IGN gives it a nine. Mm. Windows Central gives it five out of five stars. Greg Miller is saying, could it be game of the year? He's asking that question. You guys have nine... No, I'm sorry. You have 11 minutes. You have 11 minutes and we'll be jumping. We'll be jumping. You have a little bit of time. Games Radar gave it a 5 out of 5. So you guys have a little bit of time. If you want to make this hit 75, you've got some time. If not, when we get to the premiere, I owe you 10 gifted members. I'm not going to watch Forces review live, no. If you want to watch Forces content, support him. I, I don't like reacting to content within the first day that it comes out. I don't like doing that. I'll do the review roundup tomorrow. I want to let these people hit the, hit the, hit the algorithm and cook. That's, I think that's unfair to snag it as soon as it hits and, and watch it or, or react. I don't think that's a nice thing to do to another content creator. William Lewis with a $5 Super Chat tip question why is it that in review sites it seems that playstation always gets more reviews than pc xbox it can't be just that playstation is better because there's more playstations in circulation it's a market trend result it's an emergent property of a market that has trended heavily in playstation's favor once again the playstation 5 is set to be distributed more than the playstation 4 was they're beating Xbox, what is it now, like 3 to 1? By the end of this generation, it might it might end up in a 4 to 1 split. So you'll see reviews trend in that same way. When you're winning the hardware race 
handedly, way more outlets are going to want to do a PlayStation 5 review. PlayStation's also a global company with review outlets all over the globe wanting to play games and review them for the PlayStation consumers that come to them for reviews. Xbox is not nearly as global. So Xbox lacks global relevancy, strength, and market saturation, and PlayStation's kicking the tar out of them. Have you ever watched Victor Lucas? His reviews remind me of yours. No, I have not. I've never watched uh, his content. Currently, Diablo 4 has a 91 on Metacritic. Mm. Hmm? Doing quite well already. Eight minutes and we go to the premiere about Lies of P. Will it have difficulty settings? Eight minutes. Activision lawyer is arguing that the cloud gaming is a novel market. Microsoft and Activision say it isn't a separate market at all, and that's key issue in the appeal. <laughs> sure Jan it dropped to 89 stream or video oh I'm sorry the Liza P is a video Liza P is a video and then we'll do it we'll do a member stream after and we'll debrief I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, here we go, here we go. Shinobi's got a rundown of the scores. I'll I'll go from the bottom up. Open Critic 89, Metacritic 88, GameSpot 8, Destructoid 8, GameSub 4 out of 5. Then the VGC, Deserto, and Windows Central all gave it 5 out of 5. IGN, Twinfinite, Screen Rant, Press Start, and Prima Games all gave it a 9. MP First and Tech Raptor gave it a nine and a half. Video Gamer and Gaming Trend gave it tens out of tens. So that's a really good spectrum of score, and that's not anything that I did not anticipate. I I knew I made that in my I made that mention basically in my show open. I was like, yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be seeing good scores come in. Jeff Grubb's Summer Game Mess. Meta Quest Gaming Showcase is on the 1st. On the 7th, there's the Guerrilla Collective Online Showcase. Summer Game Fest kicks off on the 8th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Day of Devs. Accessibility Summer Showcase. Tribeca Game Spotlight. Future of Play Direct. Wholesome Direct. The Future Game Show. OTK Games Expo. That's all on the 10th. That's a Saturday. Um... Xbox Game Showcase, PC Game Show, Ubisoft Forward, Dames for Games, and the RGG Summit. I'm going to put this in the Discord so I have it. That's a good breakdown from from old Grubby himself. Mm -mm. Do you think he likes being called Grubby? Probably not. Probably sounds unkind. I I like Jeff. Six minutes. In six minutes, we'll be going to the Lies of P premiere. Do you guys think you can get me 600 likes? Is there 40 people who hasn't smashed the like button yet? We're combing over review scores of Diablo 4. We'll likely do a breakdown and a rundown 
tomorrow. Mm -mm. I'm being mentioned in the Discord. I do enjoy when we make a video, everyone calls us effing morons, and then two months later, we're right. Makes the comment section so fun. Which video do you have in mind, creature? Crazy Street Fighter 6 got a 92. Surely that can be on the Game of the Year nominees. Yeah, Street Fighter might have snuck past all of us. We, we might have ignored it to our peril in a lot of our Game of the Year nomination predictions. Ratchet and Clank to PC. We didn't do a full video on that, right? Did we do a short? Or did we do a full video? I think we just did a short. <clears throat> Yo, John L. Brokey says, guys, we can do it. We can do it. We've got five minutes. Wait, did I do that right? No, I didn't. It's 54. I'll just let you keep 55. I'll imagine it's 55. You're 20 away. I'm I'm giving you a bonus one. John L. Brokey puts us within 20 of a 75 goal. Fighting games can't win game of the year. It could certainly get a nomination. I think it could be up there. I think it could certainly be up there. We did a dedicated short, included it as a PS to PC uh, vid. Okay. I'm high for Street Fighter 6. Song sounds like an Eddie Murphy deep cut. Hang on, let me make sure. Did I set this premiere right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Premiere goes live in three minutes. DK Beggar is going to bump the line. He's going to bump the line. He says, come on, y'all. We can do it. It goes to Dite. DK Beggar and John L. Brokey believe that you guys can hit 75 at the buzzer. I'll owe you 15 members. I will owe you 15 members. I will do them in the premiere. I'll provide you a link. I will provide you a link in a moment. To that premiere, I will also redirect you. After the Lies of P video, we will be doing a debrief with members. So it's a great reason to become a member right now, gift some members, or to go to the premiere. You might get one from me. We, we wait until the very last minute to do all the gifteds in the premiere to maximize the amount of time for you guys to hit that daily goal. Thank you for another banger day and a great show about Diablo 4. We will likely be doing a review roundup tomorrow. New Silent Hill Ascension releasing in 2023. What is it? It's some kind of an interactive show where you'll be able to impact what happens in the show. That's my understanding from some of the briefings that I read on it. I've not done a lot of research into it, though. Okay, I'll be there. 
How much Beat Saber did you play this weekend? I didn't get to play anymore, and I wanted to, Eugene. We were busy all weekend because of the holiday. Like, my son had a baseball game. We went to this flea market thing with, like, they had all this vintage, like, furniture and stuff. We want to get some really good bourbon glasses. So we did that. And then we uh, and then we had a picnic and a bunch of stuff on Sunday. I didn't get to play at all. I was so bummed. I was so bummed. We'll be playing Diablo this Friday, though. We're not going to be able to do the Fall Guys stream. I, I don't see the point in trying to do a community community game night with Fall Guys the weekend that you can play uh, Diablo early access. I think that's a mistake. It makes more sense for Madam and I to play some Diablo and have some drinks with y'all. I bet you we get way more people to tune in. So, All right, all right. It's buzzer beater time. You got 60 seconds, and we're going to the Lies of P video and then there'll be a members only discussion afterward finally found a way to get Lono into shape Beat Saber oh it was so fun I did not expect to enjoy it that much really I just didn't I hooked it up uh, for my girlfriend's parents yeah I want to do it with friends I want to see if my friends enjoy it yeah the only problem is is you got to share the headphones that's the only thing that's like not that appealing you know, shoving those earbuds into like other people's ears. So, all right, let me give you guys a link. We're going to head to Lies of P. I owe you 10 members, so make sure you go over. You may get a membership. There's a link in chat if you prefer to use the link instead of writing the redirect. Once this Lies of P video is over, I'm hanging out with members. So I'll see you guys over there in the chat. I'll be gifting some members. Thanks so much for another stellar day. Smash like on the way out here. We could easily hit 600 likes. I guarantee you there's 30 people that haven't done it yet, right? And, and do me a favor. When we get over to this Lies of P video, go crazy on that like button. I'll see you over there.